an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is a transformative time for Black America. Our income is at an all-time high, and the opportunity for economic empowerment is unprecedented. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. Build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Well, a good morning, everybody. Happy, happy, happy sports Saturday. What a sports weekend it is. Fellas, I'm Anthony Gargano. He's Lincoln Kennedy. We come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Go to Geico.com for a free rate quote. I'm cousin. He is the OHOF, the man, big, bleeping, like, hey, what's happening, cuz? How you doing, man? My brother, my brother. You tell me, what's going on, man? What's going on with you? You know. No, I don't. I don't. That's why I'm asking. I don't know either, cuz. We just, <laughs> we, it's like every day is, I don't know. I mean, talk about, you know, it's funny. Something, I don't know about you. Now, you're so busy roaming and the whole thing, going back and forth to Vegas, Raiders, duties, the whole thing. And, you know, it, it's just a, a, such an odd time, right? I, yeah. I don't know if, um, and I'm, I know you get it, right. but you're so busy 
that maybe it's not as as pronounced. I, I don't know. No, but, you, look, it, it's apparent to me because you know people want to hang out and you know they they they're trying to get back to some sense of normalcy as this world slowly opens back up and. They just think that, you know, I was asked the other day, like, oh, man, I'm going to be in Vegas for Sunday night game. I know they're not, you know, allowing fans in, but let's hang out and, and maybe go. Hit right, the right, right. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I, just, I, right, right. I can't. No, man, it's, I'm sorry. And so it, it's it's different because you still there's still almost like a little bit of a sort of nowhere is no man's land. If you know what I mean? It's, it's just, yes! you're kind of wandering. Oh my God. You're yeah. so right. That's yeah. exactly it. So what, what is it? Right. So the, I'll, I'll throw all the stuff at you and then, and then you give me your take and direction. Okay. Okay. So this week is such a, was such a bizarre week because you got Nick Saban testing positive. Right. Now he's asymptomatic, you know, thank God. And you know, Nick is an older guy and is, you know, great coach, the whole thing. But, you know, luckily he's asymptomatic, but, you know, who knows, right? Right. So he's in, in flux. He did have a negative test. He wants to figure out how to coach, but I don't know if it's possible. You can hear his frustration. It's a monster game against Georgia. Right. All right, that's that. But the, it's big news that Nick Saban has coronavirus. Right. Then you got a member of the Patriots – Right, you had mm-hmm. the Falcons, mm-hmm. and you had the Colts. Now, mm-hmm. you know they all had to shut their facilities down right. in some in some fashion, but they're going to play. At least they right now, all the games are scheduled to play. The Eagles had a guy who they put in the COVID protocol, uh-huh. so I don't know. But they say all the games are going to be played. That's what they say. Right now we don't know, right? We don't we'll know. see with right. tests today, tomorrow, and so, or today and tomorrow, and then you have the news itself, which is grim. And I never in my existence on this earth have I been more distrustful of news. <laughs> and this is a former journalist who worked in the newspaper industry uh, and cut my teeth in the newspaper industry. And I am supremely distrustful of what I see and read. Right. Now, you know, the one thing that I assume is real, and I'll take for what it is, are the numbers coming out of Europe, right? So now they're at 100,000 a day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're like, you know, four to five weeks behind them, and all the experts and epidemiologists and doctors are you know worried and they fret over winter and late fall and Mm -hmm. winter which Mm -hmm. you know you could Mm -hmm. see it right like Mm -hmm. i see the cases in jersey creep up pennsylvania creep up that's my area right Yeah. yeah yeah i see new york all that they're all creep up and you go well this isn't good we are at the just the start of fall it's still in the 60s here Mm -hmm. so it's not like you're getting cold weather when you really have to worry so then you have that election, which is completely polarizing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, dude. <laughs> like I want to close my eyes and wake up, and it's springtime. I would say you're living in the Matrix right now. I mean, it's uh, no, you don't probably don't have that. No, understand that reference because you probably didn't see the movie. It's sci-fi, but for the most part, it, it is really almost like a dreamland because you don't know which way is up. You don't know what, what what's what what to believe as you talked about with the news. You don't know what you're seeing. I mean, look. 
and I don't ever remember we having us having Tuesday football. We had a Tuesday right. night football game. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And then you look in the stands in Tennessee, and there were fans in the stands. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like when the Tennessee Titans scored, they would do something with the lights, flash the lights, and it's like, are they having a power outage? I mean, it's like a right, twilight right, right. zone. No, 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 no. And so um, there, there's lots of things that are going on, but I do know this is that you, you, you know, we're all to some degree paranoid about COVID. Whether it's, you know, for me, it's like I, I'm telling people I can't risk getting sick, can't risk having a positive test. Um, one, because I'm a single father, three, and yeah. two, you know, the it would it would exclude me from the facilities yeah. for like six weeks, six, seven weeks. And so you get your positive test back and everyone's got that type of protocol. So then I can't work. And then how am I supporting my family? So, you know, and I and I get it, you know, from the standpoint that a lot of people out there are dealing with the same thing. But, you know, once you get into that rhythm of going, going, going. Uh, how do you how do you stop? Where do you see the light? Where what what you know which which way is right for you? Everyone's different. Yeah. However, here's the good news, and I want to hear good news? Oh, okay. all about. Well, you have good news. What, what did I do? And I want to hear all about. It, and that was an incredible win over the Chiefs. Chiefs. What was that like? The Raiders outplayed them. I mean, the Raiders outplayed the Chiefs. Uh, they, and to some degree, was, uh, you know, the Gruden out coached and the Reed coaching staff. You know, there were a number of factors that I took away from that game. One, I still don't know for the life of me why, you know, Andy Reed got away from the run because he was, in the first half especially, carving up the Raiders for like four yards a chunk. Why'd you get away from it? Why would you step away? But, um, it's neither here nor there. And then he goes, you know, the, his issues have been, he, look, I, let, let, I think the world of Andy Reid. I think he's a good coach. But he has, he has notoriously had clock management or game management issues throughout his career. And I think it, it reared its head this past week uh, with the Raiders and, and, and the Chiefs. Uh, more importantly, um, you know, Derek Carr took some chances. John Gruden took some chances. There was um, There was a highlighted sort of, uh, conversation on the sideline between uh, you know Derek Carr and John Gruden, and the fact that you know you could hear everything these days. You know, you heard Derek like, "Do you trust me? Do you trust me? Just trust me. I got this." And you know, Gruden was like, "I trust you." And, All right, we're going to see. And so they probably had more big plays in this one game against the Chiefs. I think it was five or six of plays of twenty yards or more than they did in quite some time because it's just not it, Gruden's offense is just not a big. It's not a big play. It doesn't take a lot of strikes downfield. Just doesn't do it. No, he doesn't, which is right. odd because of the of rugs, right? At right. being well, the well here's the thing. Pick. Yeah, here's the thing. In the first half, uh, Carr went up to with a 50-50 ball to Rugs, who went up and caught it, and that that's that was big in a lot of ways because now it gave Carr the feeling that even if you know you're covered up because he was pretty, Rugs was pretty well covered. He's like, if I put a ball in a place where I think only you can get it, are you going to go for it? And that's what Ruggs did. He came down with the ball, so that that built some trust and camaraderie. More importantly, throughout the rest of the game, the Chiefs have shown tendencies of jumping the the primary receivers they think they're going to go to on any given play, and that's Waller and Renfro. And the seventy-two yard touchdown pass to Ruggs was the classic case. The Chiefs were like in a in a you know, quarters or cover four coverage. And the safety jumped the dig route, going to Waller, thinking they were going to Waller. Well, that opened up the backside post route from Ruggs. And uh, Ward, who was playing the corner, was playing off, thought he had inside help. There was nobody left. 72-yard touchdown. Big time, big play. And, you know, rah-rah Raiders. 
Raw Raw Raiders. Raw Raw Raiders. Oh, that's great. Ah, it was a um, fabulous win. I mean, it was. You know, I mean, j- just look. That Kansas City team is really good. And, oh no, no, no. Yeah, they're going. Know. They're not going to lose twice. I know that for sure. Yeah, yeah. They're they're really really good. So I I just thought it was a good win. And so what, what is your take? What's your lasting takeaway from the game in regards to either the the Raider offense? Whether it's Carr, whether it's their big strike ability. Well, my feelings have always been the same when it comes to this offense. I've I've said this, and I said this on our program as well. I think the Raiders need to score at least 30 points in order to be in in the conversation for a win. They scored 40 against the Chiefs, and the final score ended up being 40-32. Defensively, they're getting better in the sense that it's almost, and I'm not even a big stats guy, but it's the only way that I can really read and understand what, what I'm seeing out there defensively. They played better in the second half than they did the first half, and they've been doing that pretty much all season, with the one exception the the, the New England game statistically, but they just got things away from them. So when you go back to the basics, it's a high scoring offense that has to win the time of time of possession, and the three wins the Raiders have, they won the time of possession. So that bodes well for their offense. More importantly, also for their offense, they're scoring touchdowns, more touchdowns and field goals. Gruden learned, in my opinion, from the week before when he was going up against Buffalo, you're not going to beat the Chiefs uh, um, um, kicking field goals. So you've got to be a little bit more gutsy when it comes to the Chiefs. He did that. He did that twice, most notably on the fourth downs, where he did a quarterback sneak and got the first down. In my estimation, most of the time, because Gruden's conservative, he would have never done that. But he knew that he had to take some chances in order to beat the team. So, right. you know what? And, and that's what it came down to. So, for the future, it bodes well because I think this is one of the hurdles a true playoff caliber team needs to face. Everyone has had a thorn in their side. When I played for a long time, it was the Denver Broncos. We didn't do nothing until we beat the Denver Broncos, the Shanahan and Denver Broncos. Then all of a sudden, we started going to playoff runs. So, it's, it, I, I, I yeah, believe the Chiefs have yeah. been a thorn in, in that side for the Raiders for quite some time because yeah. you know Derek Carr was, I think, 0-7 in, in Arrowhead. And I don't think that – I can't remember the last time they beat the Chiefs. It was a while since they beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs had owned the Raiders. No, it's a great point you make. And, and there is always a uh, – there's always a team. Before a, another team is unlocked – Yep. They have to get over a hurdle. I remember Dick Vermeil <laughs> talking about that years ago with the Eagles and the Invincible, uh, the Papali story mm-hmm. that was always with the Cowboys mm-hmm. and, and the whole thing. And once they beat the Cowboys, that was like their ticket that they were going to be for real. And I That's think right. you're right. Once once the Raiders beat Kansas City, this is a, an important win for them. All right, we got lots to get to. It's a great weekend, and we got to tackle some baseball coming up next after two thrilling games, and we got a big Saturday day of baseball. But we're the fellas. He's the great Lincoln Kennedy. I'm Anthony Gargano. Together, the fellas right here on Fox. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. 
With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Fellas, he's Cuz. I'm Big Lincoln. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. And it's a great sports Saturday. It's a great time of year. Oh, my God, right? Uh, and you got some college football games going on. You got some, and with the baseball games. You know, Cuz, once upon a time, when uh, when teams used to have other teams down 3-1 and just, just kind of finished them, you know, made, you yeah. had one game, you know, to come back and make it interesting, but... <laughs> baseball has done a total 180 and oh it's man. unbelievable it's a great series baseball's awesome i gotta say it's these that league championship series incredible i thought but the strokes were done we, but before we get into it we gotta we gotta go to our boy i gotta give him a congratulations and a hug because as much as you know 
he'll defy me as a big brother. I love him to death. And I know that he is thrilled, and uh, rightly so, over the Lakers winning it. So let's get him a big hug and congratulations to our man, Figgy. Figgy! Figgy! Hey, boys, I wish I could uh, take credit for the Lakers victory in Orlando, but I can't. I was a spectator like the rest. But uh, but thank you for the congratulations. No, I, I thought I, I saw some partying. Of you. I, I thought I saw you partying with some some, riot, some people out there. You know, hey, from, sh- from that, no, that wasn't me. That was my that twin brother. You? That was my okay. twin brother. Hey, had a mask hey, on. Hey, I couldn't really bottles, tell. Baby, baby, listen. <laughs> Come on, man. Lakers win it. That's yeah. a beautiful thing. It's It was uh, it was great. It really was. It was a great after the tragedy with Kobe yeah. to come together, LeBron's an ace, and you know it was a, it was a, it was a great it was justified, and uh, they were the true champions. I still think the Clippers were probably a better team. Uh, it just goes to show you how great LeBron AD was fabulous, but because, you know, LeBron and everything hey, that, that was impressive. Yeah. Cause you didn't, didn't you hear the, the Clippers, their, their star said that they didn't want to win the championship. Yeah. Paul I George. don't. You mean, <laughs> just, yeah. yeah he, he, playoff he said they weren't, they, they didn't think anything about that, you know, playoff PPs. I should call them. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. No, but uh, you say they were the better team. I do think they had a better roster, uh, one through 15. Well, that's what I mean. Like yeah. they were a better roster. But I think that just goes to show, especially this season was so unique the the team that was the mentally toughest, which is why I think the yep. Miami heat and Jimmy Butler and those guys made such a deep yeah. run. You know, more so than who was the best team on paper. It was about who was able to make it through all of the distractions and all of, you know, one thing that Paul George did say, and I think it was underplayed by many other players who didn't say anything, but the the mental strain that being in the bubble had on many players and be able, being able to work through that and still focus on the task at hand. You know, I don't think we can undersell how difficult that is oh. to do. Oh, you're so right. You're so right, Figgy. You nailed it. Mentally tough. It doesn't get more mentally. First of all, nobody's more mentally tough than LeBron. Yeah. And the, a close second is Jimmy Butler. And you're right on. They were that bubble will drive you insane. I mean, it's the it's almost like prison. Yeah. It's five star prison, but <laughs> yeah. it's still it's Club still yeah. yeah exactly. But still, you know, you can't go anywhere. You can't go anywhere, and that still messes with you when you're looking at your hotel room. Now, how big it is? Yeah. Well, they even say, oh, these guys are in these five star hotels. It's like, well, for a lot of the stars, I mean, the five star hotel is still a step down from from where they live yeah. on on the outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? And being being confined anywhere. Uh, in, in any situation for three, three, four months, to, like you said, Anthony, it'll drive you literally insane. And to try to keep your mind squarely on basketball for all that time, it, it can be difficult. The leisure activities, you can only golf and then fish in a man-made lake so many times before it gets boring, you know. And, and that that's the thing that I can't, you know, that can't be undersold. <laughs> yeah, right on, brother, right on. But I know, listen, we all, and this is a, a, a message to everybody out there that, you know, thinks that sports talk radio is all about, you know, hot takes and there's no real care. All you want to do is is be a bleep star. That's not true. Every one of us got into this business because we love sports and we were once a fan. And we loved our teams and we loved the games. And that is true for you when it comes to the L.A. teams and Particularly the Lakers, big time, big time. So uh, it was a little, it was a little different this year because obviously the team wasn't uh, in the city when they won. They're not going to have a parade 
at least not anytime in the foreseeable future. So it was exciting, and it, it was great to have uh, people in the city excited that the Lakers were able to win a championship. And they're grateful, for sure, but it just feels different. I hope that makes sense. It just, it nah, just it makes feels different sense. because they're not – yeah. yeah, you weren't able to actually see there and feel them and welcome them back. You know, yeah, now it's the, different. You know, yeah, on the tarmac, on the flight back to LAX, things like that. So it's yeah. it's different from that standpoint. You know, I I I'm I'm feeling that, and I'm I'm gonna imagine that scene, and it's my only regret for my main man because he should have felt that. Yeah, you, you, for our man, he should have felt that. I wish I wish he would have been able to feel that. You've accomplished everything in your NFL career, and you got to the mountaintop, and uh, yeah, they got, all, they all the, you got kicked screwed, in the you know? family jewels. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, you know, I I think about. I mean, I, that's heartfelt, bro. I mean, you know, here here's you know, here's the thing. You know, I was recently asked because obviously with the Raiders playing Tom Brady, every time it doesn't now it seems like. And this is the first time it's not been in a New England uniform, but every time he plays him, you got to bring up the tuck rule. And, and, and you know, reliving that moment, it's like, oh, my gosh, here we go again. Tuck rule, tuck rule. But, you know, when I look back on it, 11-year career, you know, I'm thankful now, approaching the age of 50, that I've got all my limbs and everything intact. I've got arthritis, and there's times it hurts, but I, I, I feel good about my career. I, I really did. I wish, I wish that I could have obviously won a championship. I would love to. But I also understand that, you know, I played my worst game. Maybe if I played better, you know, we, we might have might have had a better chance. But it was what it was. What's the feeling, too? Like, is it, are you appreciative that you at least got to one? Or what is it like, well, we got to one and we didn't play well and, and, and obviously underperformed to our capabilities or what we felt we could have played? Or would you rather have just not gotten there at all if no, that's how no. your team was going to play? No, no, no. I, I enjoyed getting there. I enjoyed okay. the run because I, I think that shows something. And I, I had the same thing in high school. You know what's, what's interesting, just a little – uh, it, it's a little interesting coincidence. The Murph, that stadium right there in San Diego, I lost a high school state championship and I lost a Super Bowl <laughs> championship. That oh, stadium wow. has not really been good to me. So it is what it is, and that's my hometown. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, it's God like, you know, tear that mind. thing down now. <laughs> Get rid of it. Get rid of that effort. <laughs> exactly. Oh, exactly. my God, that's terrible. <laughs> but it is oh, what it is. Geez. No, but, but oh, going to the Super Bowl was, was fun. And the fact that it was in basically my backyard was even more fun. It just. Wish yeah. I could have held up that trophy at the end. Yeah, I know. And, you know, unfortunately. Um, anyway, so the other L.A. team is suddenly in trouble. However, it was a good comeback last night because they were facing elimination last night. And, you know, the Kershaw thing, and it's funny because – so we have loyal listeners that listen to the show. Right. And we, uh, during the, uh, and some of them reside in my hometown where I do a, a local show. What? And, Dodger fans in, in Philly? What? Well, no, well, but they listen, people listen to our show. Oh, okay, okay. So uh, there's a guy, Nick, he listens to the show and he reaches out and he goes, hey, well, I wonder what Bershaw's feeling right now. And Bershaw, <laughs> who's our producer, <laughs> Is off today. Bo is in for Bershaw today. Bershaw's anniversary. He's in a cabin somewhere. And I don't know, Fig, do you think Bershaw right now, who is who could take no solace in even the Lakers, 
Do you think Bershaw is inconsolable? He can't wait until today and try to even the series? Oh, I'm sure he didn't sleep at all last night. And he probably – the way that game started and they've been down to 2 nothing. Uh, the first half of that yeah. game, I'm pretty sure he was uh, probably thrilled he wasn't going to be working uh, uh, the the show this morning. So uh, probably inconsolable, likely not working on much sleep, and likely going to be ner- a nervous wreck the entire weekend. Yeah, I mean, and last night, and I listen, you're a Dodger man too, so you know I congratulate with the Lakers. So Dodgers, unthinkable that it's been so long. Since the Dodgers won it, they have the best team, and they have had the best team. And look, the Braves are good. But, you know, we all expected the the Dodgers to win the series. The Braves come out, and, of course, the Kershaw thing continues in the postseason. How much did that freak everybody out? Oh yeah, people were upset, and a, a lot of in, in our local our local uh, station here, AM five seventy LA Sports, our affiliate. We've had a lot of uh, incoming on uh, Dave Roberts for leaving Kershaw in a little bit too long. I mean, but yeah, you look the, the Dodger offense is kind of what's buoyed them all season. They had the best offense in the majors. They had the most home runs hit in the majors. They had that onslaught the previous game where they scored eleven runs in the first inning. You know, they just couldn't score any runs. Like, most of the time, and look, we even had a couple of Dodger fans say this to us. If you would have told me going into a game that Clayton Kershaw was going to give up four earned runs in a playoff game, they'd take it. Now, normally you wouldn't say that about one of the most dominant pitchers of his generation, but that's during the regular season. Kershaw has had so many issues and struggles during the postseason, especially going into the sixth and the seventh inning of games. If he gets into the sixth or into the seventh and he's given up three or four runs, with this Dodger offense, the way it's been clicking this this season most fans would have taken that the Dodger bats more so than Clayton Kershaw or the bullpen I think has let them down more than anything uh in their struggle so far in the NLCS now they had a uh, an awakening a little bit in last night's game but generally speaking this is a team that should be scoring you know between five five to six runs on on a nightly basis I know you're playing against better pitching every single night but you can't get shut down by an Atlanta rookie that's never started a playoff game and has a career ERA of five. And you shouldn't be getting shut down in the early innings by these these relievers in a bullpen game. These are things that shouldn't be happening to the Dodgers. So I think a lot of the more reasonable criticism for the Dodgers has been on their offense and less so on Clayton Kershaw and the pitching staff. Yeah, yeah, I, I wow. <laughs> wow, wow. So, so last night... <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't know. You, it's kind of torture. Baseball is such a great sport in the postseason because it, it, like every pitch matters, right? And every inning, and so the Dodgers are down, right? Like Figgy said, it's two nothing. They score in the first, and they score in the second, and now it's top of the fourth. And I know that you know it's the tight butt syndrome. And it's all over L.A. It's in the Dodgers' dugout because you start squeezing the bat. You're going, oh, my God, I know we're a better team. Oh, my God, we're not going to lose again. Oh, my God. And Seager hits the home run. Yeah. Which was huge, right? right? Huge. And then, of course, the Will Smith home run, which which was humongous, and gives him the lead in the top of the sixth when you know, like, you're sweating it out. But the Seager at least – you got to run, right, Fig? Like, you got to yeah. run, and that at least relaxes you a little bit. 
Yeah, it, it kind of takes a little bit. And Seager's been a phenomenal. I think he's been like 342 yeah. or something uh, in the series. But yeah, if you feel like you're not totally out of it, you know, it's a relief. It's like, oh, we actually can score. We're not sitting here getting shut out by in a again a bullpen game. Atlanta, I won't say they were conceding this game, but they knew that there was a, a great chance that they likely weren't going to win considering the guns they were throwing out there. And, look, I don't think they can come away feeling really badly about how this game went overall. I mean, it was nip and tuck in the early innings, and it it took some uh, home runs from Corey Seager and from Will Smith, who, I mean, look, a couple of those calls, it was a tight zone all night. Some of those could have easily been called strikes considering how the umpire was calling them. Uh, So uh, if you're Atlanta, you're still feeling really comfortable going into the game tonight, but or this afternoon, I should say. Uh, but, yeah, that takes a, a huge monkey off your back when you can actually say, oh, my God, okay, we actually scored a run. We're actually back into this thing. Just a little side note for me before we continue. Did you guys see that play that Mookie Betts did when he, the catch and throw to home? Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I my mouth literally dropped open because when he caught it, I was like, man, that's a great catch. But he continued to run, and he threw, he threw a dart to home plate. Yeah. On the run. I was like yeah. – Oh, somebody needs to sign him. He's the next NFL quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. That's great. And even, uh, I believe, Corey Seager after the game said, you know, is it always offensive plays that spark right. you? You know, they oh felt gosh. they felt that it was that play. And they're going back to replay review and a song that I was doing that didn't touch third base and he right. was out. Yeah. They felt that was the big momentum swing because at that point it would have made it 3 nothing. Yes, that's exactly right. Uh, yeah. and, it, and it kept it 2 nothing. So that, mm. that, that was a, a big momentum swing, and they felt that propelled them to the victory. So it's not always on offense. They can have a defensive spark, too. That was an awesome play. It really was. I think hit this with some trending, and then we'll kind of go over the state of baseball. The two series, fantastic. They continue today. They do continue today. And as we mentioned a second ago, the Dodgers did uh, get that victory 7-3 to over the Braves in Game 5, forcing a Game 6, which will take place later this afternoon on FS1 at 4.30 Eastern. It'll be a rematch of, uh, of Game 1. Uh, Walker Bueller back on the on the mound for the Dodgers there against Max Fried. As far as the other series, the ALCS, the Astros got three hits and an RBI from Carlos Correa. Seven to four was the final score, and all of a sudden the Houston Astros, who were dead to rights, down three nothing in the ALCS, have won three in a row and have forced a Game Seven. Former Astro Charlie Morton, who was on the mound and got the victory in Game Seven of the World Series in 2017 with the Astros. He's going to now try to beat his former team. He's on the mound for Tampa Bay, taking on Lance McCullers. Houston would be only the second team in MLB history to overcome a 3-0 deficit to win a postseason series. Of course, the 2004 Red Sox were the other team that did that. We also had some college football action on Friday as well. Zach Wilson for BYU having a phenomenal season. Threw for 400 yards and four touchdown passes and a victory over Houston. And SMU with an overtime victory over Tulane at 37 to 34 Shane Bouchelle with 384 yards passing and two scores through the air fellas back to you all right thank you fig we are the fellas Lincoln Kennedy Anthony Gargano live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios 15 minutes can save you 15 percent or more on car insurance go to geico.com for a free rate quote okay so here we go uh, like we said, Dodgers yesterday, 7-3 last night. They're able to keep the series alive. And like Figgy told you, it's Freed Bueller. Bueller. And Bueller. that's... I was... Bueller. <laughs> Anyone? Bueller. If 
Ferris Bueller's Day Off movie reference for you young guys out there. Chris, you probably never saw Ferris Bueller's Day Off, did Seen you, Seen it plenty of times. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Red Wings jersey in it. There you go. All right. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's great. So when you when you think about this one, and again, Dodgers, you know, first of all, Atlanta's had a tremendous, and I don't mean to take anything away from the Braves because the Braves are a great team. I mean, you know, and they they were probably the Dodgers were the hottest team for the first 75% of the season. And the Braves were the hottest team the last 25% of the season with their lineup. Fig, would you agree with that? Yeah, well, one thing that gets lost, and I'm I'm glad you brought that up, you know, as great as the Dodgers were this year, they were pretty much first in all offensive categories and first in bullpen ERA. But the Braves were second in everything. Like, I think they scored one fewer run in the regular season than the Dodgers did. I think the Dodgers had significantly more home runs than they did. But in every other offensive category, comparable offensive category, Atlanta was right behind them. And they had the second-best bullpen ERA, I believe, in the National League right behind the Dodgers. So it's not crazy for you to say that, oh, my God, I can't believe the Atlanta Braves are beating the Dodgers. I mean, it's it's believable that they'd be competitive. I don't think anybody would have thought they'd be up three games to one against the Dodgers in the series. But if it was 2-2 or they went into game six with a 3-2 lead and it was more of a nip-tuck series, I don't think anybody should be surprised by that. But because the Dodgers have won eight straight division crowns and they have the former MVPs and the Bellingers and the Betts and Clayton Kershaw, they have more of the superstar name value more so than the Atlanta Braves, who kind of have the or who are thought of to be kind of the gritty upstart, although they have talent in their own right. Yeah, I mean that's what you're, I mean. You're right on, and that's you're right, you're so right, Fig. There is this notion that while well, they're the upstart, gritty, like you said, but listen, Acuna. And Freeman yeah. are, are, you know, Freddie Freeman's ridiculous. You know, you forget he had a bad case of COVID. He did. Early really, on. really bad case of COVID yeah. before, right before the spring training or the restart of training, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And he's probably going to be the National League MVP. Yep. You know, and yep. uh, Ronald Acuna is probably going to win an MVP at some point in the next few years, too. So like the, yep. with the Dodgers have Bellinger and they have Betts, two former MVPs. Atlanta could have two of them too. Marcelo Zuna had a phenomenal year. He oh signed one God, of those yeah. uh, one-year prove-it deals, yeah. and he's proven it. He's playing great. Yeah. So it's not they don't need the, the for the, the record. I wanted the Phillies to sign him, but got mm. um, you know well whatever. Well, you're the new G- did, aren't you the new GM of the Phillies exactly. now? I was just thinking the, the same thing. Anthony Gargano, I thought I read that press release, the new general manager of the Phillies. I should be. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I would be way better. Link, you can test it. Yeah, absolutely. That's I'll what be I'm way saying. better I'm than Clutchak. Well, they didn't know that. Atlanta didn't even have their best pitcher, Mike Soroka. I'm going to be the GM of the Sixers, too. You know that. Oh, perfect. And the Eagles, because they need a new GM, too. <laughs> yeah, tough time in Philly sports right now. I'm like Stan Tastin, right? Yeah, yes. <laughs> charge of all of them yeah well we can't we can't be missed is is the the astros and Rays series too i mean and, and the fact oh is yeah that, no I, I was waiting to get to that yeah. coming up i and we definitely will i just didn't hammer like this is two heavyweights and the pitching matchup is phenomenal yeah so i i don't know who you give the edge to freed in game one between the teams freed strikes out nine over six innings allows just a run on four hits Bueller strikes out seven in five innings, allows just to run on three hits. He did walk five. 
So that's your matchup for today. That's a great pitching matchup, boys. Yeah, that's phenomenal. I don't. I don't even. The problem with Bueller is, you know, he's dealing with a bit of a blister issue, and I think that's what contributed to his walk. Yeah, his I walk agree. problems. Uh, and Max Fried's having an excellent year, and obviously pitched extremely well in Game One. So it's always tougher. I feel like when you see a, a, a pitcher for the second time in a series, generally yes. the advantage goes to the hitting team. But of course, everybody makes their own adjustments. So I'll be interested to see if the Dodgers do a better job uh, in uh, this upcoming game than they did against Fried in Game One. Uh, because that's normally – the Dodgers are, are normally pretty darn good when it comes to seeing a pitcher multiple times over. But, again, when you see great pitching in the postseason, great pitching buoys you and carries you. So and it doesn't matter how good your offense is. If you can pitch, uh, you're going to give yourself a chance to win every single night. So I'm looking forward to this for sure. The last couple of games have been bullpen guy, guy no one ever has no one ever heard of. This is like two bona fide starting pitchers who have had excellent seasons, excellent starts to their careers. Um, so I'm looking forward to this one. I like it. I like it. All right. Sit tight because we'll come back and we'll take a look at the American League Championship Series, the beloved Rays against the Cheaters, all knotted up (laughs) with the fellas Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma 
delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go play. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> All right, welcome back, fellas. Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano. Just giving my uh, my unsolicited uh, scouting report to the Panthers. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> what? Did I miss the segment? Where? What, what happened? No, I'm just doing that right now. I'm just running oh. it. Oh, okay. not, you know, not to. Really By the way, you called it last cares. week. Right? The, the the win over the Falcons. You called it. So congratulations to Matt Rule and his coaching staff. Good win. Thank you, thank you, brother. I'm fired up, man. I, I'm telling you, they're so good. They're really good. He's a great coach, man, and he's. Like everybody's gonna find out about him, and you know him because you yeah. you know him. Like mm-hmm. you know, uh, he's a great coach, man. It's you know for real, for real. All right, uh, let us take a look at the Astros, who are suddenly back in the series and hitting the cover off the ball, mind you. Last night it looked like uh, Tampa had him right. It's one nothing. It's top of the fifth and. It looked like Snell was cruising. Now, the only thing Snell was, uh, he was wild, right? He a little, a few walks, and the walks got him in trouble. And here it was, the fifth inning, and the uh, Astros, he uh, they get two on, right? It was uh, Guriel walks, Diaz, a blue pit. And then a sacrifice by Maldonado. Second and third, one out, and Springer, who has been fantastic this series in a comeback, he uh he he gets uh he gets a big hit double. I mean, excuse me, he gets the big single, lines it to center, and then Altuve doubles. He's been a beast. Next thing you know, Strode score four. And uh, and that was basically it. They take a seven to one lead, and uh, there's some tack ons 
by Margot and the Rays, but now all of a sudden the chance to cheat the cheaters. <laughs> right? It's three three. Ah man, if you're Tampa, what are you thinking right now? Dude, it's gotta be tight. I mean it hasn't it hasn't this hasn't happened. This type of situation hasn't happened since oh four Red Sox, right? Yeah. You know, up up three nothing and then the team comes back to tie it up and force a game seven and obviously the Red Sox well not obviously, but the the, the Red Sox did win and and who knows if for the Astros, I shoot, I I haven't watched this team enough. I'm gonna go to to Figgy, our man, uh, Figgy. Before you get busy with updates around, what happened? What happened to the to the Rays, man? Well, you know the Raiders have kind of been winning on the margins. They've had so many phenomenal defensive plays in this series. If a couple of balls had dropped here or there, this would have been a, a closer nip and tuck series throughout. But I mean, not not to take anything away from Tampa, they made the defensive plays. But you feel like some of those were slightly fluky. And look, that can happen enough times to get you through a series. They were it was good enough to get them up three nothing. Uh, but look, and Houston has struggled all season long. You know, offensively they weren't the greatest. Their pitching was not phenomenal. They were and good. And you wondered, right, Fig, about the cheating thing because their offense was so unimpressive. Yeah. So, um, but they've look. You don't make it to the World Series cheating or not if you're not talented. And so we know that they're yeah. talented and that they're they're good players and. And conceivably, they made it to the World Series the following year, and they weren't, or the two years later, and weren't cheating. We don't know one way or the other what they right. were and weren't doing at that point in time. Uh, but the point is, they have talent. They're they're not they're not also Rands, and they look they like anybody else got hot. They made all you have to do is make it into the tournament. Teams talk about it all the time, and in a sport like baseball, baseball is very much like uh, like hockey. You get a couple of hot pitchers or a hot hitter or a hot goalie going, and you can you can go in stretches. And they're they're a talented offensive team. You mentioned Springer a second ago did not have a good offensive season, but he gets a blue pier, a hit there, and all of a sudden he can keep going. Jose Altuve working his way through a case of the yips is still swinging a pretty good bat. Yeah, I think he's batting like over four four sixty or four fifty, whatever it is. It may have dropped a point or two the last game. But the point is, they're talented enough. They're good enough. Uh, I guess if any team in the American League could come back, knowing the kind of firepower that the Astros have, it would be them. And knowing that the Rays at times can go through some offensive slumps, you know, the thing about them is, you know, their their pitching and their defense buoys them, and some of their better pitchers let them down. Castillo's been phenomenal for them, but you know, he allowed some runs and and some hits last night. Uh, the the guy when the guys you rely on don't come through for you, that happens, and maybe they're feeling the pressure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I with you. I'm with you. I mean, it's wow. It's going to be a great <laughs> game, man. I, I mean, my God. And and here's the thing. I think it's advantage Strohs with McCullers versus Morton. Mm. Don't you think? Just with the momentum, if nothing else, to be honest. But who's the better pitcher? I mean, McCullers McC- has been fantastic. He has. But Morton is not. Eleven K's last last outing for sure. For sure. I mean, Morton is no chopped liver. I mean, he has experience pitching in a World Series in a Game 7 for the Astros, too. So he has some big game experience. But you have yeah. to believe that the the pressure is definitely all a square on the shoulders of Tampa Bay. It's all house money for Houston right now. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, lots to get to. A lot of football, fellas, on Fox. Oh, welcome back. Fellas, 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 fellas. Lincoln Kennedy. Anthony Gargano. Together, the fellas on Fox. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. Go to Geico.com for a free rate quote. So, Link, big game tonight. 
and it's a monster in college football. Alabama, Georgia. Now, it's funny. Everybody I talk to. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I'm a little different because I'm in the Northeast and it's not the Southeast, which is a bigger uh, college football hotbed, obviously. But a lot of people have this kind of attitude toward college football that it's, well, you're not as into it this year because of the staggered start. And remember, I'm in more Big Ten country. And maybe right. it's because the Big Ten hasn't started yet that there's the, the interest has been kind of waned, has waned a little bit early. Hmm, I'm one of those people. I, I don't live in Big Ten country. I've I've just been... Well, you're Mr. Pac-12. Well, well, and it's not so much that. I mean, I, I love college football. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy watching it. I just, I've seen a very sloppy product. And it's been hard for me to understand why. Yeah. That's 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 what it comes down to with me. It's just the, the, the product. It's it, and, and Look, you know, the, the college football doesn't have a preseason. You know, some of them have like what they call non-conference games. But how many times have we seen from the start of the season like a big matchup? Someone like a – I'm just throwing two teams out there, like a, a Louisville and Clemson, you know. Right. Clemson and last week's game against Miami looked so much further along, so much better. Like they were towards the end of the season – and Miami was just like looked like they were getting started, and they were two ranked teams, and it was such a big gap between uh, you know talent and, and efficiency that it wasn't fun to watch. And there have been a number of games like that that I've that I've that I've seen. So I've kind of checked out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you've checked out here. Like, what about tonight? Like, will you be in on this game? It's hard to say because it's the Raiders by and I've been working all week and I want to spend time with the kids. So normally in the off season, we have what we call movie night. I'm going to do a little something different today because I want to get all the kids involved. So I'm going to have each one of them choose a movie and we're going to sit there and just veg out on movies today and snacks and junk food. So I don't know if oh, I'm man, real can I watch come it. over. Absolutely. Anytime. You already know that. Oh All is my welcome. God! It sounds awesome. Uh, but but you know what? This is the, in all honesty. I'm thinking that Georgia and Alabama is going to be a preview to the SEC championship. So I'll check in every now and then. But I don't know if I'll be glued to my TV normally. And this has nothing to do with Saban not being there or possibly not being there or Sark don't know. That's just priorities, man. Priorities. Yeah, priorities. Any uh, preview on what the movies are going to be? No, I told each each kid, I think three kids, both my sons and daughter, I told them to find a movie. And then we're going to I'm going to the store after the show later on this morning. We're all going to get a couple snacks, Scooby snacks. We're going to eat pizza for dinner. Uh and we're going to veg out and Scooby Ooh, snacks. Oh, like la pizza. Mm-hmm. La pizza. You're going to have the pizza. Yeah. And you'll have the junk food. Yep. So what uh, what sort of junk food is only a kid? Nachos? No, no, it won't be. It won't be anything like that. I've been cooking all week with them being home and you know me being home and stuff like that. So I'm going to take a break from cooking. That's why. The all pizza. right, so there'll be pizza so, and bags of yeah, of yeah, bag, bags of junk bag. food. For me, it, it's going to be the uh, it, it's going to be the 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 popcorn mix between cheddar and caramel corn, sort of the Chicago mix. Oh, look at that's, is that? Oh, that's, I that's didn't know that's what that's called. Yeah, it's a Chicago mix. Yeah, that's what I call it. I don't know if that's what it's called, but that's what I call it. Oh, I never knew that. Mm-hmm. And that's cheddar, cheddar, cheddar popcorn, and caramel. And caramel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
in the same mixture yeah. bowl. Mm-hmm. Real. Sweet and, and then salty. there's a big popcorn uh, in O'Hare Airport. There's a couple big popcorn stands. Yes. Um, Garrett's, I, I think that, it's a popcorn, is, is a famous popcorn company from Chicago. Yes, uh, you're right. It is mm-hmm. a popcorn. That's popcorn central. I, I guess so with mm-hmm. Indiana, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right there. Yep. You would figure that Chicago would have the, yeah. the, 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 would be the center of popcorn yeah. country. I didn't know that. Yeah. So the kids are giddy. So we're, like I said, we're going to the store. They get, they get, now you're going to do a Halloween theme? No, I won't do a Halloween theme, but though I do love candy corn, so I've already stacked up on my candy corn. We won't be doing Halloween. No, a Halloween movie theme. Oh, I, 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 I plan on choosing one. I think I'm going to get that um, new Adam Sandler movie that's on Netflix. It looks kind of funny. The Halloween theme, uh, the Halloween movie. I don't know what the name of it is called off the top of my head, but I know Adam Sandler's in it and a number of other stars. I think that's the one I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose a comedy. Whatever I choose is going to be a comedy. Oh, I like it. I like it. I like it. a little it. levity. Um, I'm going to see Adam Sandler. Yeah. Yes. What you doing? Uh, at some Working on a project? Um, well, yes, he is doing a project, mm-hmm. uh, that's around the NBA mm-hmm. and I, I'm a big Adam Sandler fan and mm-hmm. he's doing a project where he's a, an NBA scout because you know, he's a great basketball man. Right, right, right. And he's doing a, an NBA I mean, he's a big time, big time, you know, NBA guy. Right. So, you know, he's doing this movie and uh, yours truly is in, is in it. There you go. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. You know, my my role originally, we're, I was going to, this is so fascinating, Link. I was so excited, right? So I got uh-huh. called for it and it's a little tiny thing. It's right. just, uh, I'm a... Reporter, you know, mm-hmm. it's nothing big, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, it's cool because I can network, right? Right. right. So for me, that's, that's a big I've deal. got scripts. I've got right, scripts. Right. <laughs> Yo, brother, what's going on? What's up, Adam? My new bestie. I got scripts. <laughs> um, but anyway, all kidding aside, he, so what's interesting is nowadays in shooting the film, you can only shoot. Three people at a time. Oh, wow. So with all the COVID stuff, and you have to quarantine for a week. Wow. So I I was, you know, and I have a small part, right? But I'm in a scene with Adam Sandler where I'm doing a live shot, and he, like, bust up the live shot. Oh, wow. And so we're in the scene together. So I have to quarantine for a week. and uh, But it got pushed till 21. My stuff, but they're shooting now, and then it got pushed to. But my scene got pushed to twenty twenty one. Oh, okay. But it's but it's still you know. But it, trying to shoot a movie in COVID yeah. is really really difficult. I was talking to the director, who's fabulous, and uh, we were having a good conversation about it. And Jeremiah Zagar, who's a mm-hmm. young up and coming filmmaker, who's fantastic, and um. Jeremiah and I were talking about, you know, th- just the restrictions that you have right. on filmmaking. And it's just so difficult in this COVID world. And, and again, it goes back to, you know, things have changed and we're going to have to change even more. And I want to bring it back to Saban for a second because he can't come to the game. Why couldn't he coach 
or be a part of the game from his house. I have no idea. With technology, I mean, I, I, I'm absolutely clueless on this. With technology being the way it is, I would say, you know, if I was saving, I'm like, look, I don't need to come. You know, Sark, keep your, you know, keep your iPhone close. I'm going to send you a text message. Go for it. Punt. Kick the field goal. I mean, managing the game. Call a timeout after this play. <laughs> That's exactly what I'd be doing. I'd be coaching through Sark. I mean, here's the thing. Sark has head coaching experience, and so it's not like it's totally devoid of him. And then he calls the offense. There probably won't be that many situations to where you absolutely have to have the best management. But just in case, I'd be, I'd be just like you said, cuz. I'd be sitting on my couch with my phone in my hand. Okay, text Sark. Go for it. If you miss it, you don't get this first down, you know, go for it. It's fourth down territory. Yeah, I, I, I think you got to be able to do that. Figgy, don't you think that he should be allowed to have input from his house? Like, what advantage are you getting? Like, what's the big deal whether you're there or not there? Right? Don't know. Yeah, yeah. you would think so. If the technology's there, there's no reason why he shouldn't be able to. I don't think there's any – you wouldn't think there's any advantage that he would have. So if they were to say, oh, there could be some inside. What? And like, no, I'm, I'm assuming he'd be set up in his office with a monitor or something and a headset. Right. So I, I, I don't understand why they wouldn't want to do that. It goes back to what we were talking about before, the, about having somebody that actually is watching the feed right, and, ha- and has the ability to tap into the head coach's ear because you have this – you know, understanding game flow type of thing. But, I mean, if you're Saban, I don't know. How does Nick Saban watch Bama against Georgia from his house? Right? Like, what? Crazy. What, what is that? Like, is he ordering Domino's? Like, what's... <laughs> He's eating Cheetos, just sitting there watching. No, Subway. He got Subway. <laughs> All right. Like, With a Coke. Yeah. Exactly. Like, what, what, what in the world... What could you imagine? Like, what does he do? You know, like, I'm stuck here. You know, I, it's so bizarre. I still don't know why he can't be from, like, uh, he walks in with a hazmat suit and, <laughs> and, and is in, like, some, is by himself in a, in, a, in a press box area or whatever, a suite. Or just, you know, again, be from his couch. I don't understand. Just set it up, man. I mean, you wonder, maybe part of he wouldn't want to be in that situation where you're not there, you're not part of the game, even if you're not. I mean, sometimes head coaches have had health issues or whatnot, and they've called games from the booth. He can't be in the stadium, obviously, if he's you know, tested positive for COVID. But you're, if you're not part of the game, if you're not there to feel the atmosphere and actually communicate directly with the players, I, I may understand why a coach, a coach wouldn't want to do that to a certain degree. Yeah. You're just yeah. so far apart from it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess I don't know. I mean, still, like, you have some input. Maybe maybe you're not actively coaching call and plays, but, you know, you're giving broad directions, right? Yeah. Hey, I, man, I, I, so. I need more of Najee Harris. I don't know. I mean, whatever you want. I want to blitz more. I want to do more more pressures or more this or more that. You know, like just if I were if I were him, I would set up in in my office at the facility because you know it's close to the stadium. I would set up at the office. I would set up all my TVs and all my views and that I can, and I would I would be coaching from there. 
And and it's not like he's involved in every you know every down defensive situation. You see him; he's got a defensive coordinator, so you trust him. You got an offensive coordinator, so you trust him uh, to some extent. But you you can do all the coaching. I have a headset on with a mic tapping right into the the feed and be like, "Yo, uh, if we don't get this first down on this next play, we're going to go for it." But I don't know. Saban's a Belichick guy, so I mean, all of a sudden the Georgia headsets go out, or there's some secret <laughs> feed where Saban can hear what Kirby right? Smart is saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's trying to say, Figgy. Yeah. So if I'm the, <laughs> to say, if I'm the SEC, I'm like, nah, let's slow this one down, brother. This is nah. We're cool. This yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll pay for all your snacks there, Nick, and you can do whatever you want from your house, but you can't participate in the game. We know how you roll. <laughs> oh, it's great. All right. Let's do this. Let's take a quick TO and then we'll come back and then I want to get into uh some heavy football discussion. We are the fellas, Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, and of course you heard Arius Figgy, and we'll hear from Chris and Bo as well a little bit later on. Right here on a great sports Saturday on Fox. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> The fellas, he's cuz, I'm Big Lincoln. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And if you like the ponies like me, you should like this. On November 6th and 7th, the world's best thoroughbreds will compete from 14 exhilarating races worth $31 million in purses and awards at the Breeders' Cup World Championships. Learn more about the Breeders' Cup's World Championships at breederscup.com slash 2020. Love the ponies. Can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. Cuz, which way do we want to go now? Where are we going? Well, to me, we're going to go a little football. Football. Let's go a little NFL football. And uh, here we go, Big Link. Talking about the foosball. <laughs> Speaking of Adam Sandler. <laughs> the foosball. The foosball. Uh, a couple things. One, uh, big picture. What do you do? I mean, if you're the NFL, they're just going week by week by week. And... You know, you got – you can extend out. Like, to me, I don't think it's that big a deal with makeup games and where you can easily have a COVID week and just push the Super Bowl back one, two, three weeks. Does it really matter? Not for you, but – Here's the thing. You know, subtly, the NFL has mandated certain rules. Like, for example – you know, I, I recently found out, and I thought it only applied to the teams that had positive tests. But the the, the found out the NFL has mandated that when you're on your bye week, you can't leave your city. And, and for example, the Raiders can't leave Vegas, but they also can't go out and enjoy Vegas because they're testing well, every like, day. You, so, know, and, and, right, you can't leave well, Vegas. Yeah, yeah, but I uh, know, but so but they're not enjoying. Vegas is close, so I mean, it's 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 a it's a moot point. Anyways. Yeah, no, 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 no. But I mean, the 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 fact that they're slowly trying to cover their tracks in this instance, and like I said earlier in the show, you know, this past week we had a Tuesday game, so. You know the Which Buffalo I love Bills the Tuesday game. Well, I mean, yeah, you get more football, but the Buffalo Bills were mad because they they lost their bye week. No, you know, their know. bye week was taken away because they 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 were on their bye week. They just didn't know. And I don't know if it's fair if a team gets two weeks rest like the Titans did before they face somebody. So there are all kinds of things that are going screwy. But to answer your question, yeah, you you have the ability to back up the season, and you know there's going to be a, a, a draw for it because you know. Even even the, the Monday night football game between the Seahawks and the Vikings got a better rating than the NBA Finals, so it, it's there. So the product is 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 there to be soaked up, and, and if you push it deeper in January and February, yeah, there will still be a demand for it. Yeah, that was uh, the NBA ratings were weird because they were 
they were bad. Yeah, but and you I, know, I know everybody says about the political thing. I don't right. think it's that. I think it's no. more. Listen, I watched every game. You know, just right. about every game, right? Because I love it. And now it doesn't matter how I feel, even though I'm for you know change in movement, right. you know right. that sort of thing. But I, you know, but I'm when I'm tuning in for the game, I'm in for the game, right? Well, so I don't think it was that as much as I think it was. You're infringing on football. Like the games I didn't watch was because there were football on, right? And that's and I think that's part of it. I still think when it comes to the ratings thing, and I don't know how that thing works out all to, together, but um, what I was I have the mindset that because I'm I I watch people and I see more and more people tuning in either their phone. Their tablet, you know, I don't know if that goes into the, the overall ratings. You know, do they do they monitor that as well? I don't know how that works. Um, but at the same point, there, I also think that in this instance, it was sort of a foregone conclusion that the Lakers are going to win over the Heat, uh, and more yeah, people were interested that. in seeing the, yeah. the Seahawks and Vikings play on a Monday yeah. night. But I Chris, you say football, you got something? Football is just king. Well, I mean, that's, that's what true. it is. I mean, it's just football. King against the king. You know, I said Chris, Chris said he had something, cuz what Chris, what do you got, bro? Morning, morning, guys. Uh, how are you, I, buddy? I had seen something about I'm doing great, man. I'm doing, doing good, all right good. here. It's just been pretty busy weekend for me already with everything here. But I, I, I just I wanted to jump in on this because I had seen someone else talking about it, and uh, I think it was Barry Pacheski, he used to be with Deadspin, and now they do their own thing. But yeah, he brought up this point on Twitter about you know, one. Something he realized was that, you know, once you get out of your routine as a sports fan, it's kind of hard to jump back into that calendar. And this entire year's kind of seen our routine disrupted in that way, and it takes some time to come back to it. I think I think there is something to that. I don't think it's political because we I saw the ratings for everything else and even stuff that wasn't political, like, you know, the PGA, the every ratings were down for everyone except for football. Like across the board in nearly every sport, every category, the ratings were down. And I think it's it's two things. One, I think it is some of that routine talk. It is definitely, you know, we've gotten out of our routine. Uh, it's it's hard to remind yourselves. You look up some nights, like, oh, yeah, yeah, right. There was supposed to be an NBA game on. But at the same time, too, I... I, I agree with that. I yeah. think you're right about that. When you, when you move it the way it's been moved... And you had, let's face it, there's a lot of competition too. So yeah. you had baseball, you got whatever smattering of college football, obviously the NFL's king. You had hockey for a while too. So, you know, you got hockey fans as well. So, you you know, you have yeah, all that sport. too, pretty bad. Yeah, I know. They were all, they, they, they were. Um, but my point is that you've really splintered the thing. And I just think, you're right. I think people are occupied. They got other things in their mind. You're trying to stay healthy. Work is is a lot of is an issue for a lot of people. You got the distraction of an election. You have all that stuff going on, and that circus train. So you know, it's almost like sports takes a back seat in that sense. It kind of does and I think the other the other thing I was thinking about and I want to see what you guys saw on this too is that one thing we've learned from this is that this this uh pandemic it, it speeds up trends in almost everything. We've kind of been on this cusp of where a lot of things in our society have been changing be it 
just how we deal with certain business or like, you know, Disney is now putting out more stuff uh, directly through their streaming service and they're moving away almost completely now from from theatrical releases. And they've said that, you know, this is their plan all along. But, you know, this circumstances being what it is right now, it kind of has sped up the process. And it, yeah, it, has, it might yeah. be speeding up this process, yeah. too, in that we're now into millennials are starting to age and now you're starting to see zoomers or gen z i don't know what people have settled on the name for that and more and more with the younger generations uh sports for one reason or another just don't hold the same appeal as they have with older generations so it might be kind of fast forwarding a trend where you are just going to see numbers kind of naturally drop off for sports just because people just d- either don't have the interest or their interest lies somewhere else or they just don't have the time or whatever. It just might be a demographic shift that's just been accelerated. Yo, it's weird because, you know, and I'll ask you, Link, because um, yeah. we got boys. And you got two. I got mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. And so mine are seven to ten. Yours are a little older, around the yeah. same age. 14, and 12. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, watching games, my older one, forget about it. He's not into it. He is, now he's, I don't think would ever have been into it. He's big. Maybe, I'm still hoping someday he comes back to it because he's so big, but he's not into it. My little one is a very good athlete, and he's naturally gifted, and he likes it, and he's, He'll sit with me, mm-hmm. but he's not locked in. Now he's only seven, mm-hmm. but he's not locked into the game. Do your do, do the boys are they locked into the game? No, neither of them. I mean, well, look, the, both of my my sons want to play football. My fourteen year old Tavon, um, you know, idolizes everything I do, so he wants to do exactly what I did. He wants to play football. He wants to go to University sure. of Washington. He wants to become a broadcaster. He wants to do all that stuff. Um, my youngest one has gotten excited about football, the possibility of playing football. And when the world opens up, I'll, I'll definitely get him involved. Everything yeah. for his age is kind of closed down in my area. Um, but, it, but he definitely, they definitely want to do it. Now, when I sit down and watch football, I think because the way I watch football, it, I lose them because, you know, I don't watch them with sound. So I, I, I think I'm going to have to – tomorrow was going to be a big test for us because I will be watching football, and I think I'm going to just you know bite the lip and, and let the announcers do their thing, turn the sound up. Because in past, when I've had music playing, they've lost interest. So I'm going to I'm have to change my way to get them to see – and I'll see how it goes because I'll be right in the living room TV, the big TV, with my feet up and I'm like, hey – we're watching games. We're going to be switching back and forth, you know, and doing all this stuff to, to to different games to see where they're on, you know, the ten o'clock games and the one o'clock games and Sunday night football and so on and so forth. Yeah, it's it's funny you said that because, but they they're not locked in and no and again, will they ever watch baseball or basketball? Forget about football. Would they ever watch baseball or basketball? That's a stretch, because I'm. They're, neither of them have shown interest since, especially, they all played it when they were younger, younger. T-ball and stuff like that, baseball, they get them introduced, but they're they're not baseball fans in any capacity. So they don't care about the Diamondbacks? No. Nope. Not at all. Wow. Even, they even like when baskets? I took them to games. 
You know what? It's hard to say because the, the, the bubble was different. And even though I was watching basketball, they just didn't seem to be into it as much. So, Do they have a, 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 a favorite team? No. No. They don't have a favorite NBA team? They're like, no. they don't like the Suns? Nope. Nope, 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 nope. They don't know. I don't think they know three players on the Suns roster. I haven't seen them watch anything, so I'd be surprised if they did. Uh, uh, wow. I know. I'm a what does that father. say, man? <laughs> I'm a horrible it said, father. <laughs> no, no. But what it says is what it says what, you know, Chris just said, and that's we're going to just see sports – Kind of it's, dwindle. It's different. It really is because I find my kids, and I, and I think you had mentioned the same thing about your kids to some extent. I'll, I'll go in the room. I'll go in the room, their room, and they're watching YouTube's of people, other people playing video games. I know they love it. I know. I, I still and 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 for the yeah. life of me, I'm like, what do you get out of this? If you have yeah, the game and you can play it, what do you get yeah. out of watching someone else play? Yeah, they love it. They love it. And and that's that's yeah. the whole thing. So yeah. are, are they going to be gamers? Are they going to go into esports? I mean, it's a possibility, yeah. but they're not yeah. even competing like that or committed like that because right. You know, and that's every another, couple months, that's they're, another they're, arena. Yeah, where where. Those kids are ridiculous. Like there, there is such a disparity, and maybe that's their pro sports because very kids well are that who are that good. It's like you know you playing offensive lineman right. versus every other Joe like right. myself who was playing Mike linebacker and quarterback in high school. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, they they were excited to find out I was going to be in the new Madden, but I mean, that was the most excitement out of video games I've seen them in a long time. So, <laughs> so weird. It is. Yeah. It's a strange deal. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe, but but I've see. You know what it is? So they talk about it. Like I ask my kids a lot. Like I drop them off at school every morning. So I'll ask him, like, are you guys talking about sports? And the little one does, and even mm-hmm. the big one. And the big one will, like, you know, he'll know anything, but he'll ask me, Eagles win, Dad? Mm-hmm. You know, I go, no. Mm-hmm. He go, oh, that stinks. Like, you know. Whatever. Yeah, right, right. I don't right. know if you try to bond with me or what, but. <laughs> yes. You don't really is. care. Like, you know, yes, he does. Know. Stop. <laughs> like, he don't care about the Eagles. Like, uh, like, it's, it's the bonding moment. That's what I, you I gave up is. trying to bribe them to, you know, I'm going to get I go, I guys, I don't understand. The Eagles are playing. What are you doing? It'll and they're outside good. playing. Hey, look, if you're outside playing, you're outside playing. I get that's it. right. Like, right. You right, know, right. that's cool. Right. But if you're inside and it's a rainy day or whatever it is, uh, you're inside and you're on your iPad, like it that that drives me insane. But I can't say anything because that's you know, like that's Chris said, yeah, yeah. that's the world, man. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, you know. Well, I would say this, keep the faith, keep the faith and and they'll they'll eventually come. It'll probably come around the time where they both hit, you know, teenagers and then it'll it'll never come like Chris said. Well, it might. Well, I mean, look, there'll be bonding moments if they see you because this is the way I look at it. And I know that I've been because I've been on the road um, and, and traveling with work. I know that when when I sit on the couch generally in the past and I'm watching something, if it slightly intrigues them, they'll sit on. Sit on the couch with me. They'll sit next to me. Yeah. What's this? You know, what are we watching? You know, yeah, you know, then, you know what's funny? I and I could dig that and 
It's like last night, right? Because I was out a lot of the week and mm-hmm. working and trying to hustle up some things. And so last night, I, you know, I'm on the couch and they were watching their movies. Like they're on the couch with me. Right. And, and like they're all cozied up. It's me and it's Mosmo and Anthony and the dog. And we're, we're, we're there. But I'm watching the baseball game on, mm-hmm. on my phone. Uh-huh. Right? So I got the baseball game on the phone while they're watching the big TV. Right. You know? It's it's, it's just a bonding moment. It'll come. Yeah. And there'll yeah. be something that'll bring you together. That, you know, whether it's a certain sport or, you know, certain team, whatever, there'll be something that'll bring you together. I do want to yeah. inject a little hope in there, too, because I, I was a late bloomer in sports. Like, you know, my dad tried to get me to play golf, and I had really no interest in it. But then even watching sports, like, we, we watched a bit. You know, uh, he famously took me to a to a Pistons game when I was really young, thanks to tickets from Bill Lambeer, who he knew from college. But then, like, you know, I, I, I went to, like, high school basketball games and a little bit when I was in college. But other than that, like, I don't think I really got into sitting down and watching sports on TV until much later on in my life. And when I did, that's when I kind of started – you know, texting with my dad about football games and everything, but it it can happen. Sometimes you yeah. just it. Sometimes it's a late bloom. Sometimes it's just what it yeah. is. Nah, it's interesting. It's good stuff. Where the fellas looking, Kennedy Anthony Gargano. Let's find out what's trending. Fig, you're such a sports guy. I don't know. You have any younger uh, cousins or in that realm? I do, and on a couple of levels here too. When it came to the TV ratings, I, I do think there's a certain a level of people who are who are streaming a lot more. Actually, I know that for a fact. I saw an article recently about the pandemic that's exacerbated the core cutting movement even more because there's so many more people that were just trying to save a buck, however they could. They couldn't afford to pay sixty, seventy, one hundred and twenty dollars, whatever it was, for cable and satellite. But your ten dollars, your your eight dollars here for your Netflix or whatever, they would. And so it's not like their viewership was down. It's just their viewership of regular television was down. I feel like the individual leagues know what their streaming numbers are. But Nielsen is the one that makes public all the ratings numbers, so we know those publicly. I don't know what the numbers are for people that were necessarily streaming NBA games or streaming right. the U.S. Open. or you know. So I'm sure the leagues know that and use that to their advantage when it comes to negotiations. And this mm-hmm. is why there's been so much talk about you know Netflix or Amazon Prime you know, trying to get into the exclusive Sunday ticket package or getting NBA packages or things like that. So while the, the ratings were down, I don't know how much viewership was actually down. It's just not viewership in the traditional sense that we're used to. Right. And that was the glaring part of it. Um, well, I hope so. I, I You know, those uh, NBA, NHL, those numbers were alarming. I, I think it's more, too, that it's the first time that finals were this late. And, and you can't go up against football. I, I'm sorry. Like, football is just too big. Yeah, and even some college football numbers were down. The first couple of weeks of the SEC on CBS, their numbers were down a full ratings point from the same time last year. So so it's affecting some football games too. I just think Mm. so many people got used to not watching sports for a certain period of time, especially the casual sports audience. Wow, yeah, that's a great point. Going back to the spring and summer. And so once you lost them, they just never dove back in. And so I think there's there an amalgamation wow. of factors as to why the numbers have been down pretty much across the board for everything. Uh, yeah. Maybe the protests have something to do with it a little bit, but I, I think it's it's a minor factor. Uh, uh, just a combination of multiple different things we're at work right now. Yeah, I, I you're right. I like that word, amalgamation. Yeah. 
You're right on, brother. And I agree. I, you know, one of the things I forgot about is those people that got used to no sports. Yeah. And that was just it. And, you know, that's so that's such a foreign concept mm-hmm. for a loser like me that I go, what do you mean? <laughs> you know? yeah, for us diehards, yeah. Right. But, you, you know, we are the ones who make up the 7 million whoever diehard sports fans that are watching. It's the other 7 or 8 million who just, you know, tune in on a random Tuesday night or a Saturday afternoon or whatever that normally are just like, oh, you know, I got wrapped up in this TV series or I found something else to do yeah, to divert my yeah. attention to. So I think once we get back to our normal cycle, hopefully, uh, maybe things will start trending back in the regular direction. But to your point, Anthony, who's used to watching the NBA Finals in October? You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's just a foreign concept for everybody. So that's something we're not used to. Uh, we are used to watching playoff baseball right now, though. Uh, and the uh, the Dodgers kept their season alive. They beat the Braves in Game 5 of the NLCS on Friday, 7-3. to Corey Seager is on fire right now. He had two more home runs on the night. The Dodgers used seven pitchers to pick up the victory. We will have Game 6 this afternoon at 4.30 Eastern. You can see that on FS1. You also have the Astros roughing up the race 7-4. to yeah, They tied the ALCS at three games apiece. Uh, George Springer, Michael Brantley, Carlos Correa, all with RBI. RBIs on the night, as did Jose Altuve. Game 7 will also be tonight as Lance McCullers will take on former Astro Charlie Morton. Some news out of college football. Alabama head coach Nick Saban tested negative for COVID-19 on Friday. If he tests negative again today, he may be able to join the team for its game against Georgia tonight. And also on Friday, 14th-ranked BYU with a victory over Houston, while 17th-ranked SMU beat Tulane in overtime. Fellas, back to you. All right, we are the fellas, Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Go to geico.com and get a free rate quote. We'll come back and kind of dive into what about the NFL and what issues does this COVID present and whether or not the whole thing is bogus. Because I had an argument with somebody about that. We're the fellas, Lincoln Kennedy of the LK Cigar. I'm Cuz, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fellas! Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 
Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck... You buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky, they're saying cows are busted, you can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano uh-huh. from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Uh, <laughs> let me hear this. Just one more um Kind of TV viewing ratings deal. Right. He said, uh, this is my man Nikki on the check board says, we grew up in an era where the only real entertainment option was to go outside and play. So it was only sports. And then we'd all come in and watch it. He goes, truthfully, I am tired of watching non-sports TV, i.e. Netflix, Amazon, and uh, Apple. He said kids have much more content developed just for them. They have 20 cable TV channels, 24 hours a day, plus all the uh, electronic gadget content made just for them. And it's a whole new world. And he's right. Like, there are there's so many channels just devoted to kids. Right. Like, we didn't have that. No. No, we PBS, didn't. right? Like, you had... <laughs> And then you watch these old Saturday morning cartoons, shows, right. you know, Saturday morning you, cartoons, yeah. Yeah. you know, after school cartoons on, on public stations, at, you know, then three or four o'clock to go to goes around to dinner time and then it becomes the family programming. Yeah, that was sort of the normal routine. But that was also when you had a lot less, you know. Right. But his point is, there's so much vibe for them that yeah. they don't care about, you know, the sport thing is whatever. You got so much other things that that are talking at them. Yeah. Let's watch this show, this movie, and my kids are movie kids. Right. They watch way more movies than TV. Like, they're always watching a movie. It's the same movie a hundred times it could be on. It's odd. For me, when I go in the kitchen, I start cooking. My youngest, Ty, is right up under me. Can I help? Because he wants to learn how to cook. And that's been his motivation. And that's our that's bonding cool. time. 
Right. Um, you know, and and then with Tavon, he's not he's not in he doesn't want to cook. He 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 doesn't have has no interest in it. But like I said, if I'm out if I'm out in the living room watching the TV and watching something on TV, whether it be sports or anything else, he'll come and he'll prop right next to me. That's interesting. And, and he'll he'll want to be there. And then Tile shouldn't, you know, join. Um so it, it's different. Different strokes for different folks. I get it. Um yeah, I, I like I told my kids, it's like you you don't have to play football, but you're going to be active. And if the world was normal, I would have them active in something. And it sure. doesn't matter to me. But but it's been so hard because the world's not normal right now. Do you um, are you one to are you tired of this? Sh- I know you don't really have a lot of time to watch these other shows. Are you tired of the non sports? Like, are I you- haven't. I haven't. Yeah. I've, I've tried to get into various series, various series, um, and the only time I get to myself is when I'm in my room. But shoot, once I lay down on my bed, dog, I'm out. TV's watching me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get you. <laughs> I am out. <laughs> uh, I get you, brother. I get you. All right, so let me ask you about the COVID issue going on right now. And we've mm-hmm. talked about it and the idea of, you know, whether or not games are going to get pushed. And we saw what happened Tuesday night. You mentioned how unfair it was for the Bills, and you're right. So I had a conversation with a guy, and he goes, ah, it's bogus. Why are you even talking about it? The whole thing's a money grab. The whole thing is bogus. What's bogus? Football. At sports. All sports, he said. But he was going into the football thing, said all things bogus. Why do you bother to talk about it? I'm like, well, besides the fact it's my job, but, you know, regardless. You know, and then we wanted to do this whole idea of what it's all about. Right? Like, so... All right, well, you know, to me, in my eyes, I mean, it's football. I mean, it's still good. I mean, everybody plays, it's still the same, you know, uh, everybody's working on the same parameters. I don't think it's bogus, do you? I don't think it's bogus. I don't know what he meant by bogus. You know, what the whole thing is not bogus. It's you're you're trying to... You're trying to perform. You're trying to carry on. Look, football to me in professional sports to me has always been a form of entertainment. You're trying to entertain people while giving other people jobs. It's 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 something that helps the economy. You know what I mean? It's it's well, not bogus. but again, he's just from a fan standpoint. He's from going, a fan standpoint, you still have your way of absorbing it. You no, you can't be there at a lot of stadiums in person, but you can still watch every game. All right. If you're a fan, I mean, you're a fan and you enjoy football, you can watch as much football as you want, whether it's replays or anything else or streaming, you can watch it every game or yeah. you have a committed days. It was just extended. You had to think about it. You had football on Sunday. You had football on Monday. Hey, you even had football on Tuesday this past week. Right, right. <laughs> right. But it, his concept was it's bogus. Like, why you, why it, it doesn't matter this year. Just give it, just why are you even playing? Darius Slay. Of the Eagles said, why are you even playing? He should have opted out. I'm tired of the NFL players complaining. McCourty, Slay, all these guys complaining. You should have opted out. If you didn't want to play, you didn't have to play. All right. Well, we'll talk about it. We're the fellas. Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy, happy Sports Saturday with the fellas. It's 8 o'clock in the east. It's 5 a.m. in the west. 
We got a big sports weekend for you. We have a college football slate that we're going to go over momentarily. You have a game seven Astros and Rays tonight, TBS. You have a game six Dodgers, Braves, Fox Sports one. Great. I mean, just two great games, great baseball. It's been absolutely fabulous, the baseball hey, playoffs. Hey, remind me of something, if you would. Um, sure. If, if it was a normal world, how how frequently, because it looks like they've been going like almost, what, every day for these, these championships. Well, it's funny here, you right? said that. That's the only thing that's bogus. I mean, and it's not it's not bogus, but it is bogus because it messes with your pitching. Hmm. Like playoffs aren't supposed to be every day. Right. Now, you don't travel, right? So they right. can play every day. But I right. still don't know why they didn't stagger the series and at least allow rest to aid with pitching. They're probably trying to get it over before November. They are, but uh, you know, again, in my eyes, you're who cares? You're tr- you're at least but, trying to get the, the 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 most important thing is to have you know the 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 game itself, the integrity of the game. Well, and I get that, but I will say this because we talked about it last hour. You know, when it comes to TV and ratings, I found it nice to have sports on when you know there was like no football, basketball seasons over with. So you know the, to have something to turn on in the afternoon and the evenings. Over the past week was nice for me, you know. Finding you no know doubt. I mean? Listen, no doubt. I mean, I'm not going to tell you I didn't enjoy it because I watched it and I right. liked it. My only reservation is it's actually not fair. Like if you're going to do it, you got to have pitchers pitching on rest. I mean, you know, I mean, a certain thing about it. Seven game series, right? You play two, you're off one. You play two, you're off one, or you know, with travel. Depending, sometimes you're off two, but at the very least, it goes two off three off two in a seven-game series. Right. So those days, off days, matter to your pitching staff, nah, to a, a, a bullpen, <laughs> right, to pitches on, on, pitches be creative, on certain right? days rest. What's that? I said you got to be creative sometimes. Man yeah, up. I know. No, no, I no mean. let's go. Let's go. Man up. <laughs> But you understand, but Figgy, no, what, what do you think of the other pitching aspect of it? That to me is the only drawback. It bastardizes it a little bit, but I also think it kind of, to Link's point, it kind of adds a little element of strategy. Um, so you have to be a little more cautious, or uh, you have to. Be, there's more strategy that goes into it if you're a manager and how you use your pitchers. Right. You know, if no, your starter I, gets roughed right. up in a game and you have to go to your pin. You have to say, okay, we can use this guy today, but maybe we can only use him for so long because we might need him tomorrow. So it adds an extra element of strategy that you normally wouldn't have. No, you guys are right. It's just there is, like, it's undeniable, right, the, the, that you are fooling with the game. Like, in normal years, to a degree. there's a certain advantage of having your top-notch starters. Yeah, this also right? wasn't a normal year, so... I mean, no, they I probably know, take that I, I, into I, account. So it's like yeah, it's been it's disjointed to begin with. So this just yeah. kind of adds to it. Yeah, no, I. I but I but and also guys. into my to my thing in, in normal circumstances, it it seemed like it's so drawn out. 
it's like, oh my gosh, we're still in the, the National League Championship Series? Oh, yeah. Two weeks ago. Yeah, you know, like, we're still going. You know what I mean? Because yeah, like, normally <laughs> the World Series, I mean, there's been a couple of years where the World Series has ended like on November 1st or right. November 2nd, you know? Yeah, it's so like, it's actually going to end earlier than it normally would. <laughs> That's a good thing. Nah. What do you mean, nah? <laughs> I, I do. Like, th- it does take away, like you know. Imagine guys like like Bueller or Kershaw right. or some of these bigger names having that extra day of rest. You know, it could only make the the matchup a little bit more compelling. Man a- up. <laughs> no, no. Listen, I get your man up f- football man football up. guy, but out there and play. But the game, like the gets the way the game is supposed to be, though. You're supposed to have some rest. Says who? Yeah. Well. I wouldn't mind having maybe one day off as opposed to right. playing literally seven days straight, which is what the you know the ALCS is going to do that. And if the Dodgers win tonight, that's what's going to be the same situation for them. Are they going to do the same thing with the World Series? I, I, I believe so. I believe the schedule's already out. I'll double-check it, but I believe they're going to go all the way through. Seven I, days, what? seven straight days. Can't go anywhere. What's the hurry? You can't. Why, but why can't you just do a, a day where you don't play? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't understand the hurt in taking at least one day off in between. You're, I'll give yeah. you that. The every other day and having two days off and one in between is not necessary to Link's point because they aren't traveling. But having just one day of rest and, recu- and recuperation, mental day off, whatever you want to call it, um, I wouldn't mind it. It's, yeah, it's like one thing to, to the place. only thing I would do is I would do two off, three off. So two off days within a seven game series is not egregious. Right. I think Bo's pulled up the, the numbers on the World Series. What do we got, Bo? What you got, Bo? So, uh, it looks like there will be a day off on Monday after the LCS wraps up. Right. They'll play two in a row, then a day off, then three in a row, then a there day There you go. Off. So, you got, there you go, cuz. You got your wish. <laughs> but why can't they do that for the LCSs? I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll meet you, I'll meet you halfway on that one, Anthony, for sure. <laughs> At least wedge one or two off days in between somewhere. In the LCS, is yeah. Why? Then I mean, we agree. That's all yeah. I want. That's I get. All I'm asking I, for. And I do understand it when it came to the expanded wild card round and to a to a lesser degree the NLDS. Uh, but once you get to the to the LCSs, you can you can wedge a day off in between somewhere. That's all. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, that, no, I don't no, think no, that's no. unreasonable. Can't go anywhere. Can't do anything. Get man up. Let's go. <laughs> Wait, well, Link says you you're not doing man. anything anyway. So why not? <laughs> yeah, it's not like you can go out and hang out. You got to say right, it anyway. Right. So just man up and get it over with. That's a good point. Good trying point. to get you home to your families. All right. So here it is. When we look at this weekend, so it's a great sports weekend. Right. You have the two baseball games today, the game seven and the game six, and listen to the college football that you got. Now, you tell me what games interest you, okay? Right. So you got Clemson in action against Georgia Tech. Uh-uh. Miami-Pittsburgh. Uh. Auburn-South Carolina. Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 Auburn's in trouble. Yes. <laughs> uh Tennessee, Kentucky? Nah. No. No, it's not kind of kind of fancy. Yeah, it's kind of like Pittsburgh, Miami. It's like, eh, I'll turn it on. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Um, Notre Dame, Louisville. Uh-uh. I think Louisville, I want to give you a big link here. Uh-oh. I think Louisville can win the game. A big link to big link. Go with Louisville? Yes. Notre Dame's favored by what, 17? Yes. Mm. I think they can actually win the game. Okay. I mean, just saying. 
I hear you. Old Miss, Arkansas. Well, shoot, last week, last week Arkansas got robbed I know. by Auburn. So, A and M, Mississippi State. Uh huh. Yep. Yes. All yeah. right. So that's two yeses. Mm-hmm. North Carolina, Florida State. Eh, Florida State's not very good. And, of course, you had all those games that were canceled. LSU, yeah. Florida, right. Okie State, Baylor, Missouri, Vandy. Uh, Virginia Tech, Boston College. Eh. And then finally, the jewel, I know you're interested in this one, Alabama, Georgia. Yep. Even though Alabama's going to spank them. Can I ask you a question, though? You can ask me anything you want. Why is Alabama only a five-point favorite? I don't know. Smell something stinky, but Georgia. Don't smell stinky? Yeah, but. Stanky, 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 fishy, stanky. fishy. Yeah. Don't want to have that stank. Um, but Georgia doesn't. Alabama scores a couple touchdowns. Georgia struggles to score. The defense is going to be put on point, and Alabama's defense is not that bad, um, as it might be thought last week when you watch them against Ole Miss. Um, they're going to increase that lead and just put the pressure on. It's going to be too hard for uh, Georgia to keep up. Like, I like Bennett, but I agree with you. I mean, I I don't I don't know, dude. I think yeah. you're right. I think it's just ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-
Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck... You buy Toyota Dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky, they're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my day, bro. <laughs> The fellas. Cuz right there. Big link here. Figgy, K- crew, Bo. Chris, everybody, everybody's here. Anyways, we are coming to you live from the We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, and now it's time for Geico's Play of the Day. It's October, and you know what does that mean? Well, Geico Ween. It's Geico Ween, of course. Don't be spooked by high rates in car insurance. Geico is brewing up a spellbinding savings, and they have a crafting it just for you. See how much you could save. Get your quote today in Geico.com. That's today. 
Geico.com play of the day comes from AM570 LA Sports. Three and two, first and second. Here's the pitch and a fly ball to left field. Well hit. Will Smith has hit it off. Will Smith, a three run shot for the Dodger catcher, and they take a four to two lead. Will Smith hit it off. Dodgers. Will Smith. That's right. <laughs> I love Charlie Steiner. Yes, yeah. he's, he's great. Phil, you like Charlie Steiner? You Charlie Steiner? I mean, obviously Vin's Vin, but you like yeah, Steiner? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough comparison right there. Even Charlie will say, you know. Uh, nah, but, I mean, without a, I'm just saying on his own. Yeah, yeah. Brings uh, brings uh, great energy, great insights. Been around for a long time. Yeah. He works with uh, the great uh, Rick Monday, uh, Cub and Dodger great, so they do a phenomenal job. Yeah, I, I like him. I, I do. I like him a lot. I just think he's... Uh, He's got that good delivery, the cool voice, mm-hmm. he's, he's a comfortable voice. Follow me, follow me to freedom. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's fantastic! All right, uh, time now, boys, for the four. That's right, a little four action where I give the guys four questions. They can't study for it. There is no wrong answer. It's only how creative can you be. So without further ado, let's play the four. First question of the four. I'll give you the questions and then we'll go around the horn. First question is this. If you have a coach's game, like it's a game where you need the coach to win it. All right. And the sport is football only. Give me your three coaches that you trust. Like your three choices, A, B, and C. These are my top three choices in order to coach a game. If you lose, the Russian agent will shoot you in the head. Why does right. everything have to end with violence? <laughs> Jesus. It's, just, it's, what? it's very descriptive, too, in the head. I mean, exactly. <laughs> the Russian agent. Where did, where did the violence come from? I don't know, dude. I, I, I just. Every I morning like, it's John Wick in here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> it's John Wick. That's a good line. We were going uh, so strong, yeah, and all I, of a sudden, the violent. Oh, well, we added that. Yeah, because you guys expect that from me, so I need to <laughs> come off that. Jeez. Uh, all right, you're right, Ficky. I had that in the head too. Like the kids, they'll shoot you. Like no, she gonna shoot you in the head. All right. Uh, give me. Yesterday was National Boss Day. All right. And one of the uh, things about bosses are they're supposed to motivate you. Give me the best fictional motivational speech you've ever heard. All right. And uh, Bo, be ready to capture them, or Chris, be ready to capture them when they're said. Hint Maximus should be one of them. Uh, Again, violence. I shall, I shall have my revenge in this life and the next. I mean, you can't. I have my vengeance. Oh, man. My command, unleash hell. Oh, um, yes. All right. The next uh, question is the clutchman versus the choker. And this is the Kershaw question. Terrible. Wow, that's, that's just I know. I'm I sorry. I, I thought of it before of him. It's terrible, but it is what it is. Give me who you want in the clutch, 
and give me a, who don't you want in the clutch. All right? Is this any sport or? Any sport. Okay. Who you want in the clutch? Who don't you want in the clutch? And question number four. Since it's Halloween season, give me one fictional character that you want nothing to do with. That you go, oh, I'm out. I'm not messing with this one. So there's your four questions for today. Some violence, some good hardcore sports, some movies. Got it all for you guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, got, I got crickets. I'm just... <laughs> oh, that's classic. Oh, boy. All right, let's get it started with the fig. Fig, I need three coaches. Your life depends on it. Here you are, and you're you're waiting for this game to start. You're you're tied up in handcuffs with the rest with of the, the Russian agent. agent. <laughs> with the Russian agent. <laughs> and you gotta win these games. So you have three coaches to choose from to win you the game. Who you got? And Football only, by the way. Okay, I'm going with uh, Bill Belichick. I think is the obvious one. Right. I'm going to go with the Belichick disciple and Nick Saban as number two. And I'm going to go old school on this one. I'm going to take uh, Bill Walsh, number three. Very good. Belichick, Saban, Walsh. Good stuff. Chris, you're now high. You're now captured. All right. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Never, it never ends here. So you feel the I, cold, I that... the icy cold steel against your forehead as you yeah, watch the Baba, the Baba <laughs> Yaga. Play. Yeah, I get it. You can tell Ant's a storyteller. Jeez. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm glad Figgy opened up the, the gates on past coaches. So I'm also going to take Bill Belichick. I'm going to avoid Nick Saban here just because sometimes Nick Saban short circuits. Yeah. It doesn't happen too much, but uh, last year, yeah. No, nah, just there, there's always one, and I always feel like if you put him in a weird matchup like yeah. the Iron Bowl, the kick six, he doesn't know how to respond to it. He, he's not on my list here. I am going to take uh, Jimmy Johnson, though. Just I like. Wow, I like that's a good one. Yeah, yeah all just, right. Ba- back in the day, like I can't think of any other coach I probably would have had, and then uh, I guess I'll round out that third one with. Let's 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 go with John Harbaugh, I, I, the, the the sane Harbaugh. That's a great choice. One of the most underrated coaches in all of the NFL, John Harbaugh. I agree. I like it. What do you say, Bo? Bo is in for Bershaw. Bershaw is in a cabin somewhere. Where's he at, Bo? What cabin? I, I, I want to call. I, do I'm we not, know? I'm not sure. Uh, that- are there cabins in the can, outside LA? I can neither confirm nor deny where he actually is. All I know is that there's a like is he in Wyoming? There's a there's a big old bottle of tequila there with him too. So nice tequila. Is he, is he in Wyoming or a place like that? I would. I don't think so. Because is it rustic? No, nah, I'm not sure. I'm not All sure. Right. You know how many answers, Bo. All right, I get you. All right, my brother, you now have been captured. And Bo filling in for Bershaw. He's like, well, the night I get picked, I got to fill in for the guy. Now I get captured by this Russian guy. And the Russian guy has you. And he's saying, you better win. Who are your coaches? 
Yeah, I went uh I went really inventive here. I have um Bill Belichick, uh Nick Saban and John Harbaugh. Those would be my those would be All my right. three coaches. You just copied and pasted. I I, I had got Harbaugh you. I had Harbaugh before Chris did. But he took he got to answer first, a likely so. story. I could confirm that because I saw as soon as uh, Chris said Harbaugh, I saw Bo throw his arms in the air. So oh really? He confirmed that. All right, we don't have to waterboard you. I was going to waterboard <laughs> you to find out Jeez. if you're telling the truth. You're a piece of work. <laughs> Come here, Bo. <laughs> Let me put the mesh put that mesh hood over you. And get the pitcher of ice cold water. Tilt your head back. All right. Uh, wow! Look at, wow. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm, I'm just speechless. I'm, I'm just sitting here shaking script. my head. Can you see me? I see. Okay. Yo. So just for the sake of being different, I'm going to go with three coaches I've always been fond of: uh, Don Schuler, Barry Switzer, and Bill Walsh. Wow. Barry Switzer. He did wonderful things yeah. at Oklahoma. Barry Switzer? Yeah, yeah I'd get, that's a great one. And he gravy trained his way to a title in the NFL, yeah. too. He didn't have to do much. Your life depends on it. You're you're you're, you're tied up it's in Bill this Washington. room, this dang room. <laughs> it's Bill Walsh. And you got it's Don Barry Shula. Switzer? Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, it could be worse. You could have one t- out of the three. You took you took the money. You took the middle one. It was like one out of three. I mean, geez. Didn't Troy Aikman, in so many words, basically say that Barry Switzer destroyed everything Jimmy Johnson built with the Cowboys? Yeah. True story. Yeah, yeah. true story. Well, I'm talking about uh, the college Barry Switzer. Right. Exactly. right. I'm talking I mean, about the college Nick Saban, not the yeah, Miami true. Dolphins. Yeah. If I, could yeah. Just get, if I could just get college and like excise NFL, I might have Steve Spurrier on here, but big big L there in the NFL. All right. Great stuff, boys. Excellent. All right. Uh, Before we get to the speech, the movie speech, that is aimed to send you out into the world frothing from the mouth. Figgy, hit us with some uh, trending. All right. The Dodgers stayed alive in the NLCS on Friday. They did not just 7-3 victory over the Braves in Game 5. Corey Seager, two more home runs for Los Angeles. Will Smith with a big three-run blast in that game as well. Game 6 will be this afternoon at 4.30 Eastern on FS1. A rematch of Game 1 as starters Max Fried and Walker Buehler will square off. The ALCS will go the distance. The Astros with a victory over the Rays on Friday by the score of 7-4. It will be Game 7 to Despite the fact that Houston was down three games to none, they'll lead to look to be just the second team in MLB postseason history to overcome a 3-0 deficit. Charlie Morton will face off against Lance McCullers there. And in college football, BYU outscored Houston 29-6 in the second half. They came away with a 43-26 comeback victory, improving to 5-0, while 17th-ranked SMU notched an overtime victory over Tulane 37-34. Back to the fellas. All right. Thank you, Figgy. We are the fellas coming live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% of our car insurance. Go to Geico.com for a free rate quote. On the uh, text board, Taste Cake Tom says he goes Jay Wright, but which is a fine choice, except I said football only. 
Yeah. So, hey, nobody, no one's ever going to be Jay Wright standing right. stone cold, stone faced as his right. team won the national championship, hitting a three at the buzzer, and he didn't flinch. True, that is the bossest yeah. move I've ever seen. One, it was cool. He's 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 got a lot of cool on him, Jay. Yeah, my man's got stone cool. All right, it's time now for the movie speech. Who are you picking, Fig? I feel like I've picked it for a few times in the past in similar categories, but I'm telling you, it gets me every single time. And it's got to be the inches speech from any given Sunday. You got to fight, scratch, and claw for that inch. You I probably want to hear it at some point. I want to kick through the door and tackle somebody. I love it. You know, I'll t- I love it. I will tackle that Russian who's trying to shackle me. The shackles can't hold me after <laughs> yes. I hear that speech. And Figgy breaks through the ropes. <laughs> and he lunges towards the burly Russian. Oh, man. And he headbutts him right in the nose, smashing his nose into a bloody pulp. All right. Um, Chris. You know, we got Chris. Yeah, you know me. I'm not much one much for sentimentality and everything, but there is one speech I go back for just because I watch the movie every year because uh, it comes up at the right point of, in the calendar where I want to see it. And I've got to go with probably the greatest fake president out there, President Whitmore, played by Bill Pullman, his speech in Independence Day. That's a great one. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I just he I was watch, a great I fake president. Every, I watch that movie every Fourth of July. Just and uh, yeah. yeah, no, the speech right before they jump in the yeah, I agree. The idea That's of a president in, going up in an F sixteen to fight aliens, and he's yeah. going to give a speech before he does it. Yeah, who's a better president? Bill Polio. What's his name? Bill Pullman, Pullman is the actor. Pullman. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Or Harrison Ford. Ooh, where? Wait, which which movie? Remind me again which movie Harrison Ford was a fake. President. He was the president in Air Force One. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because you you had me thinking Harrison Ford, but I was thinking like him in Patriot Games. So I'm like, he wasn't the president of that. So. Right? No, he yeah. was Jack Ryan. Who was? Yeah, Jack Ryan, yeah, the Tom yeah. Clancy character. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Air Force One. I I, I gotta go. Still, and remember, go he's still going to relax watching the Michigan. Notre Dame game. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a little too that's a little too on the news. I I, I gotta still go with Bill Pullman. You got it, Bo. Give me a speech. All right. So mine's a little bit of a group effort, but it's uh, Lou Brown in Major League, the manager, when they uh, when he tells the team that the owner wants to sell the team if they don't, you know, he's trying to make them lose basically, and then uh, league of their own. Yep, yeah, they decide to win the whole thing. That uh, that one I still uh, I still think about that every time the Dodgers manage to reel me back in like they did today. So we'll see what happens. All right, league of their own one. Hmm. All right, interesting. Uh, big league. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, the famous speech before the Battle of Sterling and Braveheart. William Wallace made me want to go out and get a kilt. Bo, I want this, Bo. I want I want to hear some of these, man. <laughs> Track them down. They're easy to get Brave to. Braveheart speech. Yes. The Braveheart speech yep. is fabulous. Fabulous. As is Maximus. Uh, well, we knew you were going that to take that one. one so. yeah. <laughs> this life of the next home. I'm surprised nobody mentioned John Belushi from when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor. That was Oh, a, well, that was, that that was, was an inspiring speech. Well, it was. <laughs> Actually, the, there's two of them in 
remember the Titans. Yes. Oh, yeah. Remember Tyrese you know, is my second one. Both of them are great. Mm-hmm. Both of them are great. The one in Gettysburg. Gettysburg, that was the one. That's the one for me. Oh, chills. Yeah. Coach yeah. Moon. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that movie. I've been watching it a lot because my kids like it. Yeah. So I, I get sucked in every time. The Norman Dale Hoosiers one in the locker room is a great one, too. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yep. Scoreboard says, yep. Yeah, scoreboard. Yeah, big leg. I want to crack you. I remember. Awesome. Uh, all right. This one is who do you want in the clutch moment? Who don't you want in the clutch moment, i.e. Kirk Shaw? Let's go to Vicky. Who you want in the clutch? Who don't you want in the clutch? I absolutely want Robert Ory in the clutch each and every solitary time. He could probably come in now with three seconds left and hit a three-pointer at the buzzer. So he's the guy I want in the clutch. Someone I do not want in the clutch is your new starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. That be Andy Dalton. Wow. Who I think has not won a, oh. a primetime game, playoff or otherwise, in his career. Oh, oh yeah. That's coming up. We're going to be discussing some Andy Dalton in a little bit. Wow, yeah, I hear you. That's good. <laughs> no, I agree. He's he's Mr. No Show in the playoffs, man. The red rifle turns into the red ribbon. Let's go to uh Chris. So I'll start with the choke, and that is I'll stay I'll keep it in the NFL. Uh Kirk Cousins, just because I know what happens when you seem to get him out of a win like a window, and right now I don't even know if he's even has a window anymore. He's just all choke all the time right now. So no Kirk, no Kirk. That's a good. Me. That's a real good one because you're right. He is a lumper. He yeah, is. Just, last he's year, a lumper. Last year though, like he was, he was doing pretty well, but it was always in that like. One yeah, he's always a lumper. Window. If you put yeah, him in a prime time game, he just yeah. wouldn't show up. He melts. I agree. But you want someone in the clutch, and I, I, I feel like I've said his name before on a four before, but I'm just gonna keep. Pounding that rock when I have him, I, I I want Ray Allen to take that shot in in a game to win me a yeah, game. Yeah, that's, that's a great always, answer. Always Ray Allen. It's it's you're, the you're one coming shot up strong, from, Chris. It's the one shot that's in my memory from that 2013 NBA final. Probably yeah. the greatest shot I've ever seen. And uh, yeah, Ray Allen. I'm a big Ray Allen fan. I agree. Uh who you got there, Bo? Uh, in the clutch, I'll take LeBron James. Um, statistically, he's one of the best to ever do it. And then someone actually did the math for the last few finals appearances, and he actually gets better the longer the series goes on because he learns what the other team is doing game to game. So I'll I'll take him. And then uh, anti-clutch, it doesn't really matter anymore because he's not going to play the rest of the year anyway, but Dak Prescott, um, he puts up numbers, but I can't tell you the last time I saw him win a game that actually mattered or counted for anything. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, he can beat up point, on he, he can beat up on the Dolphins and the no, Giants. All you he can't wants, go wrong but, with LeBron. Uh, so yeah, no, yeah. excellent answers. Way to go, Bo. How about you, Big Link, Mister Clutch? My Mister Clutch is going to go to MJ, Michael Jordan, um, killer, and second is Kobe, right behind him. But. Um, my biggest uh, Kobe. biggest mistake. One, I don't Kobe. want to have the ball in the end of the, the, the ball in their hands less, at the end of the game. Choke artist, Tony Romo. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. He is. That's amazing <laughs> because 
he's such a great golfer that great if you're a lumper, it's hard to be a great golfer. Really? Never yeah. thought about it. Well, the idea of just you and there's like all the moments are big, it's just you on a course. Well, I mean, you look about you look at Tony's career and throughout his career he's put up big numbers but just never did anything in the playoffs. And quarterbacks are supposed to excel like guards in basketball games, you know, like, you know, James Harden can't do in the playoffs. That that's that's what stood out to me. So when you went to you, you talk about biggest choke artists, I mean, there were a lot of guys, a lot of places you can go. <laughs> no, that's a great point, man. No, it's Alex Ovechkin. I mean, but you know what's great about it? Although he erased it, what's great is that here's what I take joy out of. It's a cowboy. three cowboy quarterbacks were mentioned <laughs> as lumpers: <laughs> Andy yeah. Dalton, Dak Prescott, and Tony Romo. Tony, you know I came real close to mention one of my favorites, but he also was one of them, and that's Donovan McNabb. Mm. Lumper. Yep. Yes. Yes, I agree. I'm with and you. I love Donovan, but, I mean, clutch moments. Uh, no, I can think I, of many an NFC title game and or Super Bowl where I'm uh, like, Ugh, you know. Yeah. I mean, the problem with that he always has is that all his games, the big games, all ended with a pick. Yeah. And he was the guy who protected the football. Yeah, for the most part. And then I, I remember that year a lot, yeah. the, in the Cardinals, uh, when they lost to the Cardinals uh, in the NFC title game in Arizona. My God, he threw like three picks. He looked awful in that game. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. Because, you know, he was so close to being a great one, but he's I still not. think he was, but he, he kind of has a little Kershaw in him if we want to use that as an analogy. When it came to Kershaw, sort of, better can can we not use that? Greater as a, than <laughs> <laughs> just a great regular season. Do you player. go? Do you go Kershaw? I would go Kershaw greater than symbol uh, Donovan. Yeah, I'd say that, yeah. but I still think Donovan McNabb is a borderline Hall of Famer. Okay, I was just about to ask that. Yeah, yeah, he's not HOF, but he's only outside. Like, yeah. You know, if it's one of those, if you have to think about it, he's not in, then I'd probably lean towards he's, he's laying on the in. sidewalk. Yeah, but it's like if he got in 10, 12 years from now, I'd be like, all right. You know? Yeah, I don't think I would be all right. But yeah. why, why is he laying on the sidewalk? <laughs> of course he is. You know Anthony Rolls. <laughs> laying on, si- laying on the sidewalk. I might help him up. He's laying on the sidewalk, but I probably no, but won't. What, <laughs> no, but I give you, he's close to the Hall of Fame. How is he taking that as a negative? He's it's laying just, on the sidewalk. He's lying on the sidewalk. It's, the way that you, it's your verbiage, Anthony, not the fact that. I know. <laughs> that's all. Come on, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I choose words with great care. So you're right to pick up all that stuff, and I can't get them by you guys. You guys are just too good. Uh, we'll come back. We have the fourth question of the four, and then dive deeply into the NFL where the fellas, Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, Figgy, and Chris, and Bo, the whole crowd right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right. Welcome back, fellas. Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano. Hanging with you on a great sports Saturday. We got up game seven, Rays, Strohs, a game six, Braves, Dodgers, Bama, Georgia. It's a nice day. Tomorrow, your NFL. As of now, games are all going on, but, you know, again, 
check your uh, local feed, right? Check your Twitter feed early before you put your uh, your fantasy football lineups in, <laughs> because who knows what you know what games uh, could be moved, tweaked, moved a day or two. Who knows? So just beware. It's a COVID world. All right. So let's finish the four and great answers so far. You guys killed it. One last question of the four is a fun one. It's Halloween season. I love Halloween season. Fun, fun Halloween season. I love it. So here you go. Give me one fictional character that you go, I want nothing to do with. Like, I'm out. I'm not going to fight the, whatever it is. I'm not, I'm just leaving. There was an old skit, and I know that you remember this, Lincoln. Eddie Murphy. And he said... As soon as they say, get out, I'd I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True story. <laughs> I'm gone. Get out. All right. You got it. I'm out. Exactly. You know what, what's funny? Because See? one of the, and, and the, well, we'll talk about it later, but I, I got that, that Geico uh, commercial where the guy goes up into his attic and he sees the, the old uh, figurines and stuff like that and mannequins there. And it's like, nope, I'm good. I'm cool. I'm backing, <laughs> backing out. So that's a good one. But. Figgy, what's your answer, man? Who you got? Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. Silence of the Lambs. Oh, that's right. Oh. Nothing to do with it. I'm out. (laughs) I see him. I'm hitting the U-turn. I'm going the other direction. Nope. You don't don't, don't want to come into the the Mm, the house for mm, some mm, tea or anything like that? It lotions its skin. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah. It lotion on its skin. (laughs) And even the way he says, oh. Yeah. Yeah, no good. I agree. Out on the Buffalo Bill. Who you got, Chris? It's my. Uh, it's really the only horror movies I like going to, but uh, absolutely no, don't want nothing to deal with it. Uh, the Alien from Alien, Aliens, all those Alien movies. Mm. Things mm-hmm. got corrosive acid for blood. Uh, a mouth within a mouth, you know, face hugger, yeah, the double man, and everything. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm getting away from the alien. Going to another. The double planet. mouth is a, is a, is a deal breaker. Yeah, well, the fact that the jaw. it incubates in your stomach first. Yeah, yeah. yeah the face hugger form too. It's <laughs> like yeah, and what's your face hugger again? Face hugger. So it's like the 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 infant form of it, and it lays an egg in your stomach, and then it like bursts out of your chest. Like no, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bad. That's day. rough. I'm out on that too. <laughs> That's a good answer. Let's go to uh, where are we at. Let's go to Bo. Uh yeah. For me, it's uh, Chucky from Child's Play. My uh, <laughs> yeah. My, my cousin locked me in a room when I was like six years old and With put Gruden? that movie on. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, I can't. I I can't deal with those movies. And even seeing him, it's just too much. That's a great story. That'd be great, like if you were locked in a room with six year old with John Gruden. <laughs> or if it was a Chucky doll and he started drawing up yeah. plays for you. you know? Yeah, yeah. Spider Chew, why banana? <laughs> Big Link, who you oh, got? Oh, man, Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street. This is probably. Oh, that's a great, that's a classic. Yeah. I'm good. I'm cool. Anybody comes out with scissors, as, uh, knives as fingers, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, to, my. That's pretty good, man. I like that. Who's the dude where the you, you wish wish for him and he did appear? Candyman, scary too. Yeah, fellas, Fox. Ah, oh, that's us. 
Big Link. I'm Cuz. Together with the fellas, live from the Geico. Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Go to Geico.com and get yourself a free rate quote. Big Link. Uh Uh-huh. You have a big buy. And that means a nice, relaxing weekend for you watching football. 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 So what are you thinking, Link? What what do you feel? Like, what's the games that you got circled? Uh, Obviously, um, Tampa and Green Bay. I want to see the quarterbacks go at it. Uh, That's a big one for me. Um, Let's see. Who else? Oh, Pittsburgh-Cleveland. Um, mainly because I think Cleveland has a chance, but Baker needs to play. I, I know he's nursing the, the sore ribs, and there's also something about the COVID thing that I I didn't catch on. I just caught wind of it last night, so I'm still waiting for more information on that. But not that he tested positive, but there was something that was going on that he had to get tested, and because they were on the road, it was protocol, and they might be a quarterback short if he can't play. Not So, so I mean, there's things like that. Um but there's a lot of games looking forward to. Yeah, it's it's a weird week, right? It like it's a strange because the great games are Monday night, right? Right, like the great games are like Monday night. That's the weird thing about it. When you look at the schedule, and you go, all right, I'm going to go through the same thing, and then. In a little bit, we're going to go over the picks, and uh, but I want to go over the divisions, and we always do the weekly state of the NFL, and we'll get that to that coming up. But just let's just do the games themselves. Texans, Titan, Titans, Texans, yeah. yeah. Like, are you going to wait? Not waste? Like, what? Like, devote? No. Three no. hours of your no. life to this game? No. That's no. the that's no. the rule. That's broke. Okay, no. Or maybe even, a, you know, like half of it. All right? No. I'll give you that. Okay. No. No. Bengals, Colts. No. Falcons, Vikings. Mm. Mm. Who, can, who could find a, a better way to lose a game? No. Brock. <laughs> Denver, New England. No. Washington, Giants. Hell to the no. <laughs> Brown Steelers. Yes. Bears Panthers. Mm. Yes. Ravens Eagles. (laughs) No. (laughs) You give the greatest nose you Uh, Lions, Jaguars. Hell to the no. Wow, these games are trash. (laughs) Dolphins, Jets. Really hell to the no. (laughs) Green Bay, Tampa Bay. Yes. Brady versus Rodgers. That looks good. Rams, Niners. Yes. So you watch one, two, three, four of the Sunday slate. You'll be that's two it. for two on Monday, and that's yeah. Kansas City, Buffalo. Yes. 
the early game, mm-hmm. Arizona Dallas the later game. Yes. It's hysterical. <laughs> no. Yeah. Hell to the no. Hell to the no. Ew. Well, you got how many teams with losing records facing each other? One, two. Like, what, three, what can you possibly find interesting about four, the, the Jets in Miami? Five. Because <laughs> it's amazing. You got five <laughs> games where both teams yeah. either have a losing record or 500. Yeah. Neither team has a winning record. And then, you know, unfortunately, I think Philadelphia gets shellacked by Baltimore, so that's not going to be fun to watch. You see a shellacking? I see a shellacking, shellacking, shellacking. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's go through the state of the divisions and the state of each team. We'll start off in the NFC West. So let's look at it. In the NFC West, Arizona Rams, of course, have been the uh, surprise of the NFC West at four and one. Right. Niners flip side at two and three. And Arizona's been a, a, a very good team at three and two, played some tough games. And of course, you have the mainstay of them all, and that's Seattle. Right. You love Seattle and you love Russ, their offense particularly. But defensively, might they have an issue? Well, it hasn't hurt them so far in five games, and they, they've given up a lot of points, found a way to win. I think when you have that, and of course you have coaches who refuse to take a field goal on the obvious points, uh, and go for it in Seattle. It's not necessarily a smart move, but hey, they can always second guess on the other side. But that's what that's what the, the Seattle's been fortunate of. Now, I will say this, with the division – I'm impressed that the Rams have figured it out. They've figured out their rhythm and their flow, and the Rams are actually playing some pretty good football, as well are the Cardinals. The Cardinals are faced with a few injuries that might affect them over the next couple of weeks, but I still think they're good enough to face their next the, to to win over their next couple of opponents. The big question is going to be the 49ers with all their injuries. Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo's coming back, but look. You know, for what it's worth, I know they've had their issues on the defense and stuff like that. But for what it's worth, Jimmy's not the type of guy who comes in like a an Aaron Rodgers or a Kyler Murray or for that matter that takes over a football game. I mean, he's got to be a, a pure manager. So that's got to go back to Shanahan doing everything right, calling the plays to protect him. Because uh, you God, know, he was horrible this week. Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, and, then you get shellac at home to the yeah. Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. So they got they've I mean, got to find their way. He's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now you see that. You were Jimmy G'd out a couple years ago, man. Yeah, I liked him. You liked I him, did. but now, he's, now yeah, he's, he's struggling because he, he he's he, I don't know what it is. I can't really pinpoint and watching the games. Don't know what if Well, he was he just awful. Doesn't have the right pathetically. So now again, first game back, I don't know. After that ankle yeah. sprain, you know. Yeah. Um, Seahawks, interesting. They, uh, week one, 38-25 over Atlanta, then 35-30 over New England, 38-31 over Dallas, 31-23 over Miami, and then 27-26 over Minnesota. So they've let some teams beat, even though they're 5-0, they've let all the game, all those teams hang in there, Yep, yep. and they've given up a lot of points. Now, Russ has been sensational. I love me some DK Metcalf. You know, the whole mm-hmm. offense is great. But that defense, I don't know, man. 
Well, like I said, so far it's worked out for them. It hasn't hurt them because they're unblemished. And if you look at their remaining schedule, because I'm trying to figure out where they're going to get a loss, um, who's going to beat them? I mean, you give the obviously give the best chance to the division foes, maybe the Rams or 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 the Cardinals, but they're you know they have a bye this week, so they're off. They're going to try to get healthy. Then they come back and they got to go to Arizona, and then they have the 49ers. I think that could be a loss. At Arizona, shot to be a loss. We'll see. Yeah. Buffalo's tough game. You mentioned Rams, then then Cardinals again. Yep. Then Eagles, which doesn't look as hard. Giants, no. Jets stink. Washington stinks. See. Uh, Rams again. Niners. Yeah. I mean, they 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 you know starting out five and zero, and when you're talking about because the NFC uh, East stinks, and they've got the Jets too. Shoot, they might have the best record stack. in the NFC. You know, when it's all said and done, they could be the ones who's hosting the the playoffs with the first the, the yeah. NFC team with the first bye. Yeah, no, it's true. A lot of stank, 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 stinky stank. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's go to the NFC North, where the Packers seem to have a stranglehold on the division, even though the Bears are four and one. Are you buying the Foles led Bears? To be a threat to Green Bay, certainly Minnesota's not, and Detroit's not. I have to give credit where that where it comes because that Bears defense is nice, and that they're built the right way. Now Nick Foles did what he needed to do to beat the Bucks last week, and was an impressive win in my mind, the way especially the way he played. Um, so I, I do think, but I, I still think the Green Bay Packers are the, the are the best team in that. Division. Yeah, I do too. Aaron Rodgers is just you know you talk about somebody playing out of their gore. Now, conversely, you know, when we look at division leaders and we always like to do this, you know, we go with the, the, the schedule from here on out. You know, I guess a big test is is the the Buccaneers, obviously. Um, and because it's at Tampa Bay, then they have to go to Houston, which I don't think they'll have a problem with. But Minnesota might play them tough. And then they've got San Francisco for a key game on a Thursday hmm. night. Chris, who you like in the uh, you're Mr. NFC North being a Detroit, Detroit guy. Who you like? Uh, it's come out of the division at this point, or yeah, win the division. That's I. I think the most consistent right now is, and I wouldn't have said this start of the year is Green Bay. I, yep. I thought they overperformed last year, but they've definitely uh, improved. They definitely diversified their offense, and Aaron Rodgers is looking a lot better. I can't. I still can't trust Chicago. Uh, to be honest, if I'm being totally honest, with I you, agree with like, you. I mean, their defense looks really good, but. I don't know how much more of good Nick Foles you're going to get this year. Uh, it's going to set. It's going to set in at some point. You really can't go back back to Mitch Trubisky. Uh, they're without Tariq Cohen on the run game. Their offense is in a really hard place. And to be honest, like some of these games have been able to pull off. I've kind of been shocked. Uh, I. I I think at this point they might honestly, with their record and how bad the rest of the division is, they might make the playoffs. And they're. Uh, their their schedule is isn't going to get like appreciably harder. I think they're, they're you know they're playing the Panthers this weekend, then they got to go on the road to play the Rams. But I mean, there's a lot of other games on here that they could feasibly make the playoffs. But I I think Green Bay is just the better team. Yeah, I agree with you. I I, I do as well. I I I'm with you. All right, let's do this. Let's take a quick to. We'll go over the rest of the divisions. We'll give you some picks for both NFL and college. 
That's all straight ahead with the fellas, Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, on Fox Sports Radio. Perk up your ears for Farmers Policy Perks. From discounts to added benefits, you can get a whole lot of something. Get a quote by calling 1-800-FARMERS. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Not available in every state. Only available with select farmers branded policies underwritten by Farmers Trucker Fire Insurance Exchanges or Affiliate. Fellas! Big Lincoln Cuss coming to you every Saturday uh, right here on Fox Sports Radio. And we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. And Cuz, I got to ask you, you know, isn't it a shame to the football fans that this is only the third meeting between Brady and Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. Over the, over and, and this period. late in their career, it's yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah just, you know, I don't know. It's just one of those uh, things where you know you yeah. have different divisions or different conferences. They would just rarely meet, and it's it's strange because you you think you would see it a little bit more. I mean, it's usually once every four years, but that's just different for that's different yeah. from conference to conference. Um, Do you like the way the schedule's comprised? Yeah, I mean, well, you don't have that that many enter, you know, that that many crossovers, AFC, NFC. I, I I would like to see more of those, you know. But for the most part, it's it's pretty much predictable. Like for example, you know, I was talking about. Yeah, but do you like it? Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. It keeps it keeps a nice little mix. You you don't. Eh, eh, <laughs> eh. I could do better. How would you do better? I would try to. Make again. It's hard because you're playing by division, but I would mix it up a little bit. I don't think everybody should play the same division. I like it better where first place plays first placers, and like that. And you have that. Well, you only have that for like two games. Like right. I would stretch right. it. I would make it different. Oh, I see. Where I would really have. An advantage for the lower team facing the the stinky squads from a right. year ago. Yeah, only because I love the good football, but I get it. I mean, it's fair. So you know, it's what it I is. like the the once what every did, four uh, year kind of what'd you, rotation. What did say? Well, he was saying the same thing because he was he was predicting when he was going to get a chance to to maybe go to Vegas if the Legion was going to be open, and I think the Eagles are coming out to um, Vegas next year. They are. I said yes. I, yeah, it's, I said it's like every four years it kind of rotates. Yes, you know between you know you see in teams. So um, no, he and I, I will mind. be out there with crashing in your room. <laughs> It'll be that I don't deny. I don't deny. Look, I Hanging got the bed. Out. It's my room. You know, You're right. Right. <laughs> right. We'll get the floor and bring your own blankets because there's not You're, enough to go right. around. <laughs> I, I keep it cold. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep it going around the NFC. Let's take a look at the South. The NFC South, fascinating division, mind you, because we all thought that it would be a runaway Saints, Bucks, yeah, and maybe even the Falcons yeah. would be in the mix. But no, 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 no. What about those Carolina Panthers and Matty Rule? Pleasant surprise. What I've learned from the South so far is I've learned that you know everybody wants to point the the, the, the you know the finger on on the Saints to everyone else, but I, Drew Brees has just lost it. He's he's down. It's it's not lost it entirely. He's not as accurate. His arm strength isn't there, and it's noticeable. Let's put it that way. So when they don't have consistency in the run game and they've lost some offensive linemen, that has been something that is that has hampered them. But I, I seriously think they should have lost that Charger game last week. Chargers mismanaged it and poor 
play calling and everything else way too conservative. But um, it they've become gimmicky like a number of other teams in the NFL when they bring in Taysom Hill and just try to run trick plays. That's that's never really been there. You know, I think a big part of their offense, but they're doing more and more of it this year just to try to change up things and. I think I think Drew Brees is is it'll be this will be his final year. Yeah, I can, I can I can dig it, man. I can completely dig it on that. Uh, I he looks like a rag a, a rag arm in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and with Tampa, I mean, you know, Tampa's got a good got good pieces around Brady. They got you know, obviously got a good, good quarterback, and they've got a good defense. But they're just so undisciplined. I mean, they're just killing themselves, shooting themselves in the foot left and right with, with just dumb penalties. And now injuries are starting to mount. So they become somewhat of an average team. I, I can't really know what to make of the Falcons other than they just don't have a win. I mean, they stink. I mean, they, well, I mean, they, I mean, they, they, they were scoring. How they bad were, they their defense is, right? Yeah, well, that's, yeah. Hey, Matty Ryan, Matty Ice is, you know, I right. mean, long. I love the kid, but he, the guy, but he's, he's older now. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, anyway, uh, are the people have any interest in the Rams in LA? The well, Ilo is, is on now. Chris, what do you think? Uh, I think it's it, it's it's pretty mixed. I know Bo here. I think I I think he's a Rams fan. I'm pretty sure about that. <laughs> I, I just the thing is, is I just that got me thinking about because the Lakers and then the Dodgers. And that has consumed L.A. And meanwhile, the Rams are a pretty good team, uh, and they get just like nothing. They're a pretty good team, but you got to remember, uh, last year it was pretty quiet for them, and the year before they came up short in a pretty embarrassing fashion in the Super Bowl. Like, there's no other way around it. Like, when you take a dirt nap like that in the biggest spot of of the season, that that's really deflating. And there's still a new team at the end of the day. They've been gone from L.A. for so long that people just kind of forgot about them. And this is a city with a lot of people who just already had other other football teams to root for and if Figgy was here he'd say how much this was a this was up until they came back a Raiders town too I think some of that transitions still happening it's a two NFL team town when just a few years ago it was a no NFL team town and people already have carved out their allegiances to the Dodgers and the Lakers. Those are bigger, bigger draws at the end of the day. And people either they already have their NFL allegiances or they don't really care to really make them. It's going to take time and it's going to take continued excellence from the Rams. And I think part of it, too, is just going to be where they play at the end of the day. Yeah. I, mean, I live up in the yeah. Valley now. It's it's hard for me to get down to the Coliseum. It's going to be even harder for me to get down to Inglewood if I want to go yeah. see this team play. It's just it's it's a spread out town. What are we? What, what what's our? Um, what are we on in LA? What five seventy? Yes. Yeah. AM five seventy. Yes. But like that's what we're on. Um, like I I wonder like if you're driving around LA and like you're are you even thinking about or you just consume you're basking in the. Laker afterglow and just thinking about Dodgers. You're basking in Lakers afterglow and Dodgers angst. This is a Lakers town and a Dodgers town and every other team in all the other sports, pro and college, are just fighting for table scraps. And I remember a couple of years ago, Chris mentioned the Rams in the Super Bowl. They won an incredibly dramatic and exciting NFC Championship game in overtime in New Orleans. And 
even then, when there was the hope of going into the Super Bowl after that dramatic victory, the town was not that excited as a typical NFL market would be if their team made the Super Bowl, certainly not compared to if the Dodgers would make the World Series or the Lakers would make the NBA Finals. Yeah, I think if the Rams had won that Super Bowl, it might be a different story. But, I mean, this is a town that last time they really got on football, it was USC. And that was over 10 years ago. It's weird about like the the, the whole sport itself because – Everywhere else, ex- maybe except New York, because New York is more of a baseball, basketball city than it is even football. Football is probably third in New York with baseball and basketball one and two. I think that's the same way in L.A. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think if the Giants won, you know, again, another Super Bowl, it'd be a little muted there because, yeah, I mean, people would be excited, but... That is, you know, it's it's weird. It's like the, the there, there's like it's just. I think when you have two teams in town too, it does diffuse the fan bases a bit, and it makes it hard to kind of get that kind of momentum rolling for any kind of excitement. Because if the Giants win, congratulations, half that town are are Jets fans for some some inexplicable reason, which I still don't understand. But yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah, hey, yeah, people yeah, are Mets yeah. fans in that town yeah. too. So. That's right. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> we all make mistakes in life. That's right. That's right. We're the fellas, Lincoln Kennedy. I'm Anthony Gargano. Fellas, right here. And time to go to the Lord of Trending, uh-huh. the one, the only. I love. Why, thank you so much, Anthony and Lincoln. We actually start with some college football news. Mark Schleyback and Tom Rinaldi just reporting that Alabama head coach Nick Saban had a second negative COVID test Friday. He has taken a third test this morning, and if that test is negative, he would be cleared to rejoin the team for tonight's big game at Georgia. Wait a second. I thought yesterday was the – so he was negative on Thursday? I didn't think there was enough time. In terms of, it, what do you mean in terms of enough time? I didn't think there was enough time for him to actually test negative three times. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So the the timeline is the first positive test was taken on Wednesday. The news of that positive broke on Thursday. So right. by the time the news broke, he had already taken a test on Thursday morning that came back negative. We just found out that the Friday test came back negative, and now he has already been tested today, and if that becomes negative... How can that be it? I mean, that's... I don't know. Whatever. That sounds a little shady to me, but whatever. Go ahead, Nick. Well, let's uh, let's see if we can reach the coach for a comment. I'm happy as hell. Well, there. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, he's Nick Saban. It can happen. Alabama football. All of a sudden, he's cured? He got cured quicker than Trump. You know, it's interesting. It also helps them from a timing standpoint that it's a night game instead of a day game. Even your 3.30 p.m. Eastern kickoff would be tougher because you have to think about it. You know, where would he be while he's waiting for the test? Does he travel to Georgia? But I know it's a short trip, but if not... What can he do in Georgia if he can't be at the stadium? And if he stays in Alabama until he gets word, can he make it to Georgia on time? So that's a 
dramatic Roll Tide. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Roll Tide. Well, <laughs> something dramatic that we'll be following today. A Jacksonville Jaguars practice squad player, meanwhile, has tested positive for COVID-19. The Jaguars are going to work remotely today as a precaution. Tomorrow's home game against the Detroit Lions remains on. The Patriots, meanwhile, reopened their practice facility this morning. On to Major League Baseball and the big swing, the biggest swing of Game 5 of the National League Championship Series Friday night came in the top half of the sixth inning with the Braves leading the Dodgers 2-1, two, two men on, and the Dodgers Will Smith at the plate. There they go. And a high fly ball to left. Back at the wall. Yo, home, smell you later. Will Smith. <laughs> the biggest swing of his young career. Joe Buck and Will Smith with call for <laughs> Will Smith on the call of Will Smith off of Will Smith. That is beautiful. Talk about multitasking and being multi-talented these days. Corey Seager also hit two home runs as the Dodgers stayed alive with a 7-3 victory over the Braves, who still lead the series three games to two. Earlier Friday night, the Houston Astros forced a Game 7 in the American League Championship Series with a 7-4 win over the Tampa Bay Rays. In college football Friday night, number 14, BYU winning at Houston 43-26. BYU outscored Houston over the final 16 minutes, 29 to nothing. BYU off to a 5-0 start for the first time since 2008. Anthony and Lincoln. Why, thank you, I know. We're the fellas. Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, as we hang out here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more more on car insurance. Go to Geico.com for a free rate quote. All right, my brother. Listen, I got one quick thing from the Bo and Chris and Ilo, and you know Ilo, you know Doc Rivers. I got one question for my own edification. So we view in Philadelphia Doc Rivers to be the savior of the Sixers, the man who is going to unlock Ben Simmons. So I got a dear friend of mine in L.A. who's an amazing movie producer, Rudy Langless. And Rudy says, he's got a ceiling. Love the Doc. But he's too anxious. What What do you think about Doc Rivers too as my savior? <laughs> I look back to when he first took over the Clippers, and the player who improved the most by far was a young DeAndre Jordan. At that point, DeAndre Jordan was a, had been a second-round draft pick, and he hadn't developed, developed, but Doc took him to basically an all-NBA defensive level and a big-time contract level. Uh, we all know the failures that they've had over the last several years, but I'll go back to much earlier in his career. Obviously, in Boston, overnight, he goes from a team that's out of it to having championship expectations with uh, Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, and Paul Pierce. And Allen and Garnett were new to the team. And and look, Kevin Garnett was a really challenging guy to coach. Before an NBA Finals game once, Garnett was so wound up and so intense, and Doc was concerned that he was expending all this intensity before the actual game started. He actually locked him in his office, and just Doc and Garnett, we're sitting there, and Garnett is brooding and brooding, and Garnett's saying, what do you want me to do? And Doc says, just 
sit down and don't say anything. Just sit down. So they sat there alone together, locked in his office for an hour before the game, and they go out and win the game. But uh, you're you're going to love Doc, and and I'll just say, look. We all know the near misses and the failures, but obviously he had a great success with the Celtics in 08 that was not a plug-and-play situation. It needed a lot of expertise and managing and leadership to get through, just like what he did for the Clippers in the bubble and just like he did with the, uh, Le Affaire Sterling back during the 2014 playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I love that. I, I, so you're, and he had also had success with Tobias Harris. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Tobias Harris plays best ball on the dime. Yeah, I mean, look, to be fair, there were a lot of late first-round draft picks that they drafted under his watch that really ne- never developed at all. But the people who were more prominent to the team coming in with, right. like DeAndre Jordan and Tobias Harris, I felt he did develop successfully. Well, I appreciate that. I, I need it because Rudy's been killing me about my Sixers. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he's a Laker guy, like he's rooting right. Lakers, right. but he's really a Knicks fan. Like he's an old school New York fan. But like everybody else that moved out to LA, they get enamored by the Lakers. I think it comes down to the fact that whomever the coach is has got to find a way to get Ben Simmons to be more aggressive. Yes, Link, without a doubt. So, you know, there's only one doc in Philly, but Glenn Rivers will do fine. Oh man, that's that's how he got his name. Because when when Glenn Rivers was at a a young Glenn Rivers was at a basketball camp, he had a Julius Irving t shirt on, and they didn't know his name, so they just kept calling him Doc. That's a good story. <laughs> yeah. Would you believe that the person who gave him that nickname at that basketball camp was the late great Rick Majerus? Really? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Love it. It was Rick Majerus. That's a great story. Wow. All right, Big Link, and thank you, Ilo. Fell is live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Uh, let's go through the game, the card, and see what you're thinking picks-wise early. Oh, got a lot Texans. of pick your nose in these. And, Bo, give me a little uh, football music. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You got a little stank, you know. Some, uh, some stank. A little stank, a little, little bit, a little bit. Tennessee 4-0 off the short week Tuesday night. They get then the Texans. Right? They got the Texans. No Bill O'B.O.B., who was great that he got fired. <laughs> I celebrated. Um, <laughs> me and Deshaun Watson pop bottles. Uh, 4-0 gets 1-4. And yet, Tennessee only a three-and-a-half-point favorite. You know what? For what it's worth, you know, I think Houston can, because they've got a good quarterback, can still create some problems. I just don't know how you're going to do it on a consistent basis. Tennessee looked good. They looked good against Buffalo with two weeks off. They, they look like a good, solid football team. I'm going to have to lay it and go with Tennessee. I'm going to take the Texans. I, I think the short week means something. Oh, okay. Do you? I mean, look, it's a Tuesday night short week. It's yeah, not I a mean, Monday night short week. No, no, I get it, but it but it's short, it, short, short. This is about the same about the same time as like if you you know a little bit more actually if you played on Sunday and then had to play turnaround play on Thursday. Yes. So it's not something. Yes. Uh, but they yeah. they did have two weeks off, so okay. it's not like they're totally beat up. That's why I'm going with the Texans. All right, Colts and Bengals. Stank, That's stank. if that game plays. What's that? Stank stank. Yes, stinks tank. Yep. <laughs> Indianapolis seven and a half over Cincinnati. Uh, I like the Bengals though with the points. A lot of points. points for the Colts. A lot yeah. of points. Colts got a good defense. 
when yeah. they go out there. And I think they're going to make it hard for uh, Joe Burrow. And the more games you get on tape, the more things that people are going to find a way to defense against you. I'm still, I'm gonna lay it with the home team and the, and the Indianapolis Colts. Vikes and Falcons. <laughs> Vikes four point favorites between the two of them. One and nine. I'll take the lesser stank Vikings and lay the four. I'm going to go against you on this one. For some reason, I just cannot really? see this Falcon team. You can't quit open. Falcons. I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out what. Look, I've seen their offense move the ball. I know the defense has problems. There are a lot of teams that have defense have problems, and Vikes uh, one of them. Um, but you know, I just got to figure out the Falcons will find a way to get the first win. So I'm going to go with them there here against the Vikes. Take the Falcons. All right. Uh, Denver, New England. New England's a nine-point favorite over the Broncos. I just think that's way too many points, especially if Drew Locke plays. Give me the Broncos plus the nine. I will agree with you there. I'm going to take the Broncos with the points as well. I think even though Cam's back, uh, rested and the, you know the, for what it's worth, New England's a good football team in, in the defense, especially on the defensive side. So, but their offense still has issues. I think the Broncos could probably keep it close. So, I'm gonna take the Broncos with points. All right, stinky stank. The Giants and the Redskins. Oh, pick them. Uh, another combined one and nine. Giants a three point favorite. I guess I'm gonna take the Giants who played Dallas tough last week. No, I'm I'm gonna go take. I don't know. This is the coin flip, so I'll go with you. We'll take Giants. Right. Okay, we'll take Giants. All right, let's go. All right, we'll take the Giants. <laughs> we'll take a quick timeout and come back. Go through the rest of the card where the fellas licking Kennedy Anthony Gargano right here, Fox Sports Radio. You get a whole lot of something with Farmers Policy Perks. So much, I'm gonna have to speed things up. You can get new car replacement. So if your car is totaled, Farmers will pay to replace it with a new one of the same make and model. Like reuniting with an old friend for the added benefit of that new car smell. So it's really new car and new car smell replacement. Get a whole lot of something with Farmers Policy Perks. Start with a quote by calling 1-800-FARMERS. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Now for the legal something. Optional coverage not available in every state. Only available with select farmers branded policy subject to terms and conditions. Underwritten by Farmers Trucker Fire Insurance Exchanges or Affiliate. All right, it's almost time. Fellas still have another segment to go finish all of our games. We're the coming to you live. We're the fellas. Lincoln Kennedy, Anthony Gargano, live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Sorry, because I was um, I was just looking at the update about Nick Saban. Now, Ilo told you his second straight negative COVID test. So he's still trying to coach tonight. It's Georgia and Bama tonight. How does he coach, Link? <laughs> if you got two, but you, how do you get the third one, which is my point with Ilo, but it came out wrong. In the same way that New England got a game moved to, to Monday night when they were supposed to play on Sunday. It's, it's, you, want, you want your big draws. To be uh, to be seen or, or, or to be uh, to be in, well, you in can't the play. Move this game. No, not, Even not I would rather game. watch. I would rather watch Bama Georgia than yeah. Niners and the Rams. Right? No, you're not. You can't. You can't move the game. But you're you're going to find to make try to make every foreseeable way for it to to happen. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh here we go. Let's finish it. 
Browns and Steelers. Steelers a three and a half point favorite over Cleveland. Believe it or not, I like Cleveland in this game. I Cleveland's so badly good. want it. They are playing good football, but you know, Baker Mayfield is, is nursing what a, a rib issue, um, and I just think that they they're not going to be able to protect them as much if they if they get away from their game plan. Right. I so desperately want to pick Cleveland here. But I'm just worried about that quarterback play. They might be. They might have a quarterback situation there. Right. Um, with that being said, I'm. I'm still. You know what? I'm still going to go with my gut. I'm going to go with Cleveland. I'm going. With Cleveland. All right, good. We're both together. We ride. The fellas ride together. Let's do it. Birds and birds. Eagles and Ravens. Ravens a nine and a half point favorite on the road. Lamar. Okay, last couple weeks. So you only had to rush for three yards on two carries against Cincinnati. The week before, you remember they beat, they lost to Kansas City. Yeah. Now they got the Eagles, and they're laying nine and a half. The Eagles played Pittsburgh tough. Do you give the Eagles any chance? No. <laughs> Do you? No. <laughs> See? <laughs> Lane Johnson is not playing. They're starting right tackle yeah. for the Eagles, which will kill them further. Yeah. So, uh, no Deshaun Jackson. So, it's the same <laughs> inexperienced receivers. Then Wentz is going to be running for his life. I'll take the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Me too. The Bears <laughs> and the Panthers. Oh Carolina, one and a half over Chicago. Mm. Mm. This is my lock. This is your lock. You're going. You're going with the Panthers. I love Carolina. I love them. I got to go with the Bears because I'm thinking Carolina. They, though they've done a good job uh, so far, I'm Butler. thinking the Bears defense. They, we can put a Butler on it. Let's do it. All right, the Butler bet. You heard it, Chris. Butler bet. I got Carolina. Link's got, got the, Chicago. The Bears. Okay. Jacksonville. Lions, Lions, three-point favorite against Jacksonville. Chris, make the pick for us. Don't do it. Don't do it. I don't know how to pick this because Jacksonville almost feels like you can't trust Jacksonville neither here. I, You know what? You guys should I, You should take the Lions. All right. Lions I don't, I don't it trust is. myself, but just take the Lions and blame me later. All right. You got it. We'll do Jets, that. Jets, Dolphins. <laughs> Miami, nine and a half over the hapless Jets. Wow. Sniping at each other. Greg Williams, who's a troublemaker, continue to make trouble. I'll take the Dolphins. I guess so will you. Yeah, Adam Gase will trade Greg Williams just like he t- traded Le'Veon Bell. Got yeah, him, so. Might yeah. as well. <laughs> Jamal Adams. So, yeah, I'll take the Dolphins. Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Battle of the Bays, like in Green Bay, minus one. Got to go with Aaron Rodgers. He's going to have Yeah, Rodgers over Brady, without a doubt. Niners, Rams, Rams, three-point favorite over the, over the Niners, who lost last week at home by yeah. the Dolphins and got yeah. throttled. Got throttled. Their woes continue. I like the Rams. I think this is a sucker bet. Uh-oh, going for I'm going to take the Niners okay. with the Sucker 3. That's got Sucker written all over, doesn't it? Uh, there's a lot of Suckers going on there. That's no doubt about it. So, so. so I'll take the Niners. Bills and Chiefs. Chiefs 5 over Buffalo. 
Tough lay game, it. Link. Lay it, lay it, but they're not going to lose two in a row. Lay it. Agreed. Arizona, Dallas. Arizona minus one and a half. Oh, I love the Cardinals. Got to go with the Cardinals here. Until you see Cowboys finish product, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Oh, my God. And the Cardinals roll yeah. over the Cowboys. Well, that'll do it for the fellas getting kicked out. We love Alabama. Everybody have a great day. Thanks for see listening. Fellas are out. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. When the time comes to plan your next big getaway, know we got a destination idea for you. Orlando. Just think about it. The thrills at their 15 world-class theme parks, followed by awesome outdoor adventures, amazing food festivals, and top-notch dining spots. Orlando has all that and much more than you'd expect. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. That's visitorlando.com for everything you need for an amazing getaway.